Hello, 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 everybody. It looks like we've landed in 2024. Um, this is the first technically Gaming Up North podcast that is kind of related to the Ramblecast we were doing last year. But I think what we're going to do is have a more freeform Ramblecast at the end of the month, mid-month, we do a real topic. And what a topic we've got today. <laughs> we've got uh, the the giant magical space quest of Warhammer to dig into. <laughs> so we're joined by Mr. Sonoys, who's from our Trekking Up North and every other Nerdy Up North video, venture, audio. <laughs> Sometimes post in the group about gooses. <laughs> I, I, I think, I, yeah, this is weird. This is kind of creative completed the spectrum of basically yeah. like being on all of the things at some point yeah i think we're all gonna we're all gonna do the crossover at some point but there's still still a few left to collect and i am joined always by my lugubrious co-host the the giant himself paul adam ashbridge white <laughs> the big show <laughs> <laughs> Oh, the one mountain I've yet to climb. <laughs> <laughs> Again, there's always time to complete the collection at Nodi of North. <laughs> uh, Get that notch in. <laughs> but first, new tradition, we have to start start the podcast off with the, the magical Mauam of Hope. Um, you got a Mauam? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, oh did, can did I have a Mauam? Did you not get the memo? No. Well, I, what? I think... I think, yeah, I think. Mawams now. I mean, I, I do have magical powers on this cast. I think I can. I think I can get you a Mawam. Hang on a sec. Okay, give me. Oh, hold on, give me. Oh, oh hang, on, hang on, hang on. Oh, oh, oh. I, it changed flavor. That was a cola one, wasn't it? Yeah, that that can happen through the magic process. Really. What's the matter? You're not I'll liking, leave it. I'll not leave liking it. the you orange. Know, thanks for trying, though. <laughs> I've got one. Do you want to? Do you want a different flavor one? Yeah, go on, get, go on. What's that one? Is that check strawberry? Okay, hold on. Yeah. Oh, no, oh, it's apple. It, fuck. Loads <laughs> of apple ones. Yeah. Oh, never. <laughs> I'll order a kebab or something. Or something. Yeah. Imagine it's just like full of apple mawams. Oh, <laughs> That's... Oh, uh, sorry, you the might magic have been. Is too strong. Yeah, you might have been cursed. Uh, I, I should have. I forgot to make you sign the waiver, so uh, you'll be able to sue me for this curse. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine taking that to court, and they're just kind of like going, "Are you drunk?" <laughs> Mostly, yeah. Yeah, I do videos online with Northerners. It's a, it's a lot like being drunk. But yeah, we're 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 here at the thing that I invented last week, Warhammuary. <laughs> That's what happens apparently after December. <laughs> but no, we're we're here to dive into all things Warhammer because Sonoy's got a brand new game. A brand new edition came out and he wanted to talk about it and Paul was like, You're not talking about that shit on my show. <laughs> and I was like, Come here, anything goes on my show. <laughs> That's it. I was just like and can you imagine Paul and Sammy being like, what? What is this? <laughs> what am you wearing? He's alive? He's creating a signature in the warp? What the bollocks is that? Sounds like you made it all up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that'd be brilliant. <laughs> and they just lied about everything. And Paul and Sammy are like, this sounds genuine. Amazing. But yeah, I, I guess like, first of all, maybe like me and Adam will give our like quick intro of how, uh, of what we knew about Warhammer before we started 
digging in a little bit. <laughs> um, I'd basically heard of it, but never dug deeper than I knew it was a tabletop, like, army battle sort of game. I knew in Games Workshop there was entire middle islands of uh, the shop was dedicated <laughs> to, like, a little, little landmass. But that's honestly, like, as far as I went. I never got, like, close enough to anything warhammer related to, to to get any more info than that like how about you adam um well when i was younger um my gran had a next door neighbor who was into warhammer mm. um and he was getting what for some is reason, he out he of gave... jail yet <laughs> no he was in the army funnily enough um <laughs> but um he had all this stuff in the loft and he gave me and my brother this box of full of like all the figurines like already painted and stuff like that and i was like these are amazing that must have been about like nine something like yeah. that and uh so i used to just sit and play with them i had no clue about the game i just thought they looked cool and i was obsessed mm. with like what the space marines looked like oh like, so it was 40k red, the red, the, yeah the red ones were my favorite yeah um, the blood angels blood angels <laughs> blood angels and, uh, it has to be yorkshire blood angels. <laughs> blood angels. But, um, and then i uh, went to my grand's one day and then i was a bit older and she she'd got rid of them and i don't know where they went like so I was... What was the situation? Like, cast your mind back. Like, did did you go in and your grandma was like, oh, they've all mysteriously vanished. And then she's got, like, loads of eBay receipts. <laughs> and then she's, she's wearing, like, a new sort of mink coat and stuff. And you're just like, where have my rare figures gone? Yeah, no, she was <laughs> down Games Workshop. <laughs> I, I did recognize... I didn't she had, like, um, some new rings and, like, a necklace on and stuff like that. <laughs> Like, so she'd, uh, she'd and, and a letter from the emperor <laughs> like, yeah. thank you for your service and then, um, well that happened but then I remember when the games came out for the Xbox 360 I remember yeah. playing like the Space Marine game because that's what the orc, are the orcs on there are they, are they... Yeah. with a K yeah. I think it was Space right? Marines versus or Ultramarines versus orcs yeah. yeah and that's what they talked like they were all like weird cockney hard men yeah I think, and I think you'll but... find this I was like, you'll find this throughout Warhammer, where they basically just, because Warhammer and Games Workshop is a very, very British institution. Like, there's mm -hmm. so much sort of, like, in-jokes and kind of Britishness about it. And, and it's kind of similar to The Lord of the Rings. Obviously, A, it takes a lot of lore for, like, the fantasy game from uh, Lord of the Rings. But it's that tradition of just always giving everyone English accents. So yeah. you know how gobl goblins in Lord of the Rings are always Cockney, and yeah. like in in Warhammer, it's the same. Like even years before Peter Jackson's films, they were just like, no, no, orcs have to be like sort of Cockney. They all have to be like, all oh, right, lads, yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> and it works. It, it it kind of works. Like you know, it's. And then sort of space marines have to be very, you know, upstanding and British and kind of like, you know, sort of quite regal in how they speak about stuff and very angry. Yeah, as, as yeah. if it's like as almost as if that like others the enemy where it's like, ah, oh, they've got like they they use slang and stuff. That means we can kill them. <laughs> <laughs> well, it, it's like it's like sort of Star Wars where you're like, like oh, you can tell this is American because all of the good guy, all of the bad guys are British. You know, it's like <laughs> yeah. you can tell this is a, a Bond film because all of the bad guys are Russian or whatever. We <laughs> yeah, <hate it>. uh, <laughs> no, yeah, Americans do basically have it's either British or Russian is their bad guy coded <laughs> accent. <laughs> Yeah. That's all they ever see. Yeah, yeah. It just depends if it's like the eighties or not. I <laughs> true. Well, but yeah, like be there feuding with at that point in time. 
true. But yeah, like, uh, Sonoy's like, where did you come into this? Like, and I know, like, you've had, uh, it's not really, like, we've talked 40k, I know that's not your, your bag, but yeah, like, how did you first get let well, in? Yeah, I started with 40k, because everyone, like, the whole thing about Warhammer is, mm-hmm. 40k is God. Like, yeah. in, in Games Workshop, like, this, uh, you know, the obviously what we have, uh, just as a brief overview, uh, the new game that's coming out is basically Warhammer the Old World. Mm-hmm. And that is Warhammer Fantasy, which was the first Warhammer game ever released, like in the uh, early 80s yeah. or mid 80s. Hmm. No, is that eight? Yeah, 70s. But then, yeah. Uh, and basically, that's like the fantasy setting. So it's very Lord of the Rings, it's Orcs and Goblins and stuff like that. And then, obviously, afterwards, they released 40K, which is like, well, Rogue Trader, which is the futuristic one. And they invented like Space Marines and Orcs and Eldar and stuff like that. Yeah. And that just hit everyone's imagination like adam's saying where you see space marines and you just go what is that that is amazing (laughs) i want to buy models of that and it kind of hit the zeitgeist perfectly for the the time the kind of steampunk sort of cyber you know whatever that word is (laughs) it it, it reminds me a lot for some reason i know it's probably because it's another like british institution but like that judge dread that chaos ad stuff like big chunky characters are kind of like it's got that vibe for me. <laughs> no, that's Mr. it. That, I am that's exactly what it was. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so I started because my brother started because he wanted to play orcs because orcs were the funniest army because orcs started out as a comedy thing. Like yeah. their first book, Wag the Orcs, is the funniest thing because all of their weapons don't make any sense. All of the whole army doesn't make any sense, and they're just this kind of comedy race. Seeing things from their perspective is hilarious. Uh, and then because he liked that, I sort of started going, oh, well, these models and stuff, because I was, like, younger. <laughs> uh, and I started a Gene Stealer cult army, which was amazing. And they, they were my first army ever. I loved them. But yeah. then as it went on, it sort of got used to 40K, and then I discovered fantasy, like, and then just went, oh, oh, okay, this is cool. This has got, like, skeletons and undead and vampires and stuff and, like, you know, evil elves and stuff. And, yeah, and I got into that, and that became, like, my main game. And then... I did what a lot of Warhammer players do and got out of the hobby for a long time because you went to university and then everything <laughs> became a lot more complicated and you oddly didn't have any disposable income anymore. Yeah. Which was, you in, know, like... In what very little time, you, you free time yeah. you did have, you were spending drinking instead of exactly. like... Exactly. You're like, oh, it's either the... studying or drinking. <laughs> you know, there isn't yeah. Warhammer space here. You know? We call it finding ourselves, I think, <laughs> yeah, <that's>... in England. <laughs> And we had a thing where, obviously, don't Google it, but there's a thing called the Great Reset, which some people think is like some conspiracy thing, but actually, it's where you go to university and your parents throw out all of your old Warhammer stuff, (laughs) and then you come back being like, hey, where's this? And they're like, oh, (laughs) look how clean your room is here. (laughs) Wait, so did your parents kill Warhammer Fantasy? Was that why it was rebooted? (laughs) I'm still bitter about this. This is the sort of thing where, like, I will say to my mom, like, I'm just gonna, you know, be like, you know, you will never be forgiven. (laughs) That sounds horrible. That sounds horrible. But literally, crazy. When I was a kid, uh, like 14 or whatever, I used to go to Games Day, which is when Games Workshop used to get, I think it was like Birmingham NEC. And you used to get them, you used to go to the stores, they have a massive coach where they got like 30 or 40 people, and then they drive you to Birmingham to this massive, huge arena, and they had everything. They had all the stalls for all of the different, like, 
people and you could speak to the people who wrote the rules and the people yeah. who did the drawings and it was amazing i had army books signed by everyone from the creative team from back oh, in the day that no. would be worth hundreds now i think yeah. for these like, or like a museum books. artifacts <laughs> yeah that's that literally like you know because it's like literally it's like it does uh artists who are now dead it's got it had like sketches done by them in the oh, between God, the pages and stuff it's like oh hello here's little orc for you and stuff and mum and dad just binned all of that but they're like oh i've I've kept your second edition Harry Potter novel. That might be worth something. <laughs> Never. And you're like, oh no. And you're sitting there being like, is it too soon to burn the house down? <laughs> it won't get you the books back. Pointless revenge. I just have to ask though uh, uh, a, a vulgar question, but I think everyone's thinking it. What was the uh, the the stink level like on that coach that came from the games workshop? <laughs> Hilariously, I would I wasn't able to tell, but um. <laughs> I, I suspect it would be, you know, you're a lot more tolerant when you're a kid when yeah. it comes to sort of yeah. bad stuff. You know, you don't know what adults are supposed to smell like. like <laughs> but yeah, I just, you know, th those staff members were not being paid enough, basically. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's like, oh, look, it's Dave. He hasn't washed for ages, and all he can talk about is how good Dark Angels are. And you're like, <laughs> Dave's on and the blast. bus driver is just like, the, you know, the bus driver is just like, maybe I should crash. <laughs> maybe I should yeah. crash this. Bus. Why does it smell like corned beef? <laughs> yeah, it's just, oh, put me right off my lunch, my ass. <laughs> oh. oh, but yeah, to be honest, I think my I'm I'm lucky. My parents seemed like they were happy to just let me hang on to any old bits of crap. That's why I have this nineties Wario plushie still. Whoa. <laughs> You're a hoarder, are you, Jay? No, no, I, I get rid of stuff on my own, but I think I was left to, to make those choices. <laughs> Luckily. I just like that because we can't see your room now because you've hidden your background so that you can actually be part of the Warhammer Fantasy world. Yeah, like your 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 room is gradually growing. Like I'm pretty sure that in a couple of years' time you're just gonna be like engulfed by by like the, plushies. The new Paul. <laughs> but also like, see oh. see what else I found though, this ninety Sonic scarf. <laughs> wow. Which I might have to start wearing. Um yeah, so like so yeah, that's that sort of like kickstarted you was Warhammer Fantasy got you like all the way in. But that sounds awesome. Like so at these like uh NEC events, were you like actually playing games or was it more just like a convention no, sort of atmosphere? Bizarrely, I don't remember anyone actually playing games. It was yeah. just literally to see all of the stuff. So what they'd have is they'd have, hey, here's the models that are coming out. Like, you know, here's the kind of future releases and stuff. Oh, yeah. you could see them in cases, or you could see like the really well-painted ones that are in all the magazines and all the books and stuff like that. It was it was basically just like a convention, but mm -hmm. like purely internal to games workshop yeah back then like conventions used to actually be conventions and sort of expos yeah. where like it would be yeah. people from the stores going like oh so this is what's coming up in the next year this is what i need to be ordering or like you know yeah. i like this so i'm gonna order more of this in like to my store but now it's a bit like oh it's just sort of stalls in most places most conventions and stuff like shops yeah. basically <laughs> It, it is a bit weird like it's that idea of just like they are because it, it is to sell product but and you could buy product and stuff there mm -hmm. like so what they had is they always had like exclusive miniatures where they're like you can only buy this oh, model no. today <laughs> that's Ooh, dangerous baby those are worth <laughs> quite a bit of money nowadays you yeah know? But, but then again it, it's like sammy i think it's the collector's market is very much this kind of 
there's so many people where they have like unopened blisters like cause yeah the packs they come in are basically sort of their cardboard and then plastic package on the front was called a blister yeah uh, and loads of people just bought them and then just never opened them and they're worth a fortune now but you're like but did you not want to play yeah <laughs> it's, want to play? it's a funny thing <laughs> it's a funny thing to collect but not not to want to use because like uh, forgive me if I'm wrong, but like you need the sort of units to actually play. Don't, I get you can you could probably use proxy like counters or something. I'm guessing well, to make up your numbers, but like most people have the miniatures. I'm guessing. Well, it's it's an odd one because as a hobby, okay, we're talking about Warhammer in terms of like my experience, but like yeah. there's multi. It's a multifaceted hobby because you have loads of people and loads of people da- jump in at different levels. So yeah. some people just buy the models. Some people literally just go, or some people just build the models where you basically buy the model and mm-hmm. it comes, if it's plastic, it comes on like a sprue where, like, you know, you know, with Gundam figures and stuff where you clip mm-hmm. them off yeah. and then you can glue them all together and you can choose different poses and stuff for some of them. Uh, and then obviously you spray them and then you can paint them and then you can use them in games and play like sort of with the rules and stuff. Yeah. But a lot of people, some people just put the models together. Like, that is their Lego. That is their sort oh, of, like, highly yeah. expensive Lego. <laughs> but, you know, uh, where basically they just put it together. Like, there's a guy who goes to my local games workshop, and he, yeah, he literally is this sort of, like, 60-year-old guy, and he just buys things to put together and then gives it to his son, who likes painting stuff, and mm-hmm. then he gives it to his wife, who actually plays the game. Oh, and wow. And it's, like, this weird... <laughs> I, I'm thinking Russian doll, but it's not. It's, like, this sort product supply chain basically to this yeah. to this wife you know but the, <laughs> that's interesting so get some people where they don't like the painting at all so what yeah. they'll do is they'll buy the models put them together pay someone else to paint them so they'll basically pay a fortune to a guy i've got loads of mates um actually i've got a fair few metal mates that are miniature painters where they'll paint them and then they'll give them back and then the guy's like oh look at this amazing miniature i painted <laughs> you know and he's just like you never painted that you know, yeah that, hands. that's cool though because i have i have been to some um gundam like gunpla sort of mm-hmm. events where you see like people put a lot of work into like the surrounding areas and they'll put like oh this one's got like moss all over it because it's supposed to be like an yeah. old tank sort of thing and yeah. it's like i do like that aspect of it where people get like super artistic and make almost like dioramas i guess um yeah, yeah. but then other people like you say are just like going into battle with like unpainted models like <laughs> like it's a game <laughs> can i well, can i just ask like because we're probably we're kind of take i guess well, not really, but we're sort of taking things for granted. But like, how how does a game of Warhammer? You can like explain fantasy, but like, how does a a game of Warhammer on the table actually play out? Because I think that's like take that's like assumed knowledge when you look into a lot of this stuff. Oh, yeah. <laughs> how can game? Um, yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, what I'll do is I'll explain both of them because basically, yeah. Games Workshop have three main games at the minute. They have a lot of them, but like. They basically have Warhammer Fantasy, which is a rank and flank. And that basically is where you have all your units like stacked together into like blocks. Where yeah. they're in square bases, they're in blocks. And then you maneuver them kind of like, you know, in wartime where they have like the sort of how 
how the forces are working, like the beginning of Dad's army, where it's got the arrows oh, and yeah. stuff, and the jerrys coming in and stuff. It's kind of like that, where you basically have these big blocks, and they sort of turn, and then they kind of move forward and stuff. Uh, and that's how that works, rank, rank and flank, because basically the whole thing is your which way the unit is facing matters to the game oh, so right. it means that you can maneuver other units to get them in the sides and that'll cause like a big uh, effect where it basically goes oh wow you managed to get these horsemen in the sides well they don't get to use their lances because you're not hitting them to the front and oh um... you know their their horses can't attack because horses can't attack sideways you know where's the guy on <laughs> no. top and be like everyone knows that get away. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I don't know if that's a bold statement. I don't know if someone in the chat wants to Google that. But basically, I don't think horses can attack sideways. Good question. <laughs> can you make the horses into meat? <laughs> Only if your army is Tesco uh, aligned. <laughs> or Iceland aligned, I think it was. I think it's, it's been... Cool. We've had a couple. We've had lasagna. We've had burgers, I think, over time. <laughs> that's it. Who knows? Can't keep so... those horses out of there. <laughs> <laughs> I was probably eating many a horse in my time, you know. You heard it here first. <laughs> <laughs> Whereas uh, in forty, the other method of games is basically where every unit is individual and they're on mm. round bases. Are you actually googling the <laughs> horses on yeah. sideways? Not too Adam, damn it! There wasn't enough meat. The communication, it's gone mad. <laughs> but um. Yeah, and the other one is 40k, where all the models are on round bases, and it's basically like a free for all. So units are uh, units are together where they're models, but they're all like a couple of inches apart, and they kind of move together, and they have to keep within a certain kind of coordination of being mm -hmm. like two inches from the next guy and stuff. But it means that it's easier to kind of climb on top of scenery and stuff. Yeah. And so you'll put stuff on the board, like you know buildings and stuff, and they're like, oh cool, this guy can be on this rampart, and this guy can be here and stuff. With fantasy, well, that's very difficult because basically it's this massive block, and you're like, can they get on the hill or not? No, right, <laughs> none of them are on the hill. You know, <laughs> it's one of those suspend your disbelief that people, you know, moving in a phalanx couldn't actually climb stairs. You know? Yeah, true, true. Are the sort of individual uh, units have their own yeah. sort of power sets, or is it like a kind of like this always beats this? Is it like a kind of rock paper no. scissors? It's all random. So basically the whole thing is controlled by dice. Ah. So so what you do is like every every model has its own profile where it basically goes, here's how far it moves, here's how good it is in combat, here's how strong it is, here how here's how tough it is. Oh, yeah. Uh you know, and other things like bravery. So in the other game, which is Age of Sigma, uh, they all have a bravery characteristic, and then in 40k and fantasy it's a leadership one. Mm -hmm. And that basically you know demonstrates like how sort of brave they are effectively so and then in the case of like undead stuff or like ethereal it's like how it holds together magically so yeah. a lot of the time you'll be like you know with the undead you basically go they're not going to run away because it's a ghost but you know but it's like oh but if you do certain things to it it might dissipate because of magic yeah. and stuff lose its form but, uh, <laughs> <laughs> because someone put a desk fan on and they were like, oh, you. <laughs> no. <laughs> you vacuous bitch. Um, <laughs> yeah, but the, basically the game plays in turns. So each person controls their army and they get to move around and it's in different phases. So you tend to have 
Now, this wasn't always the case, but you tend to have like a command phase, which is basically where you give orders to your troops and use special rules to be like, oh, these guys are using this ability, which means mm. that they get to re-roll uh, the dice when they shoot. So it oh, has yeah. more likely chance of hitting. Uh, and then it goes into the movement phase where basically they can just move on the board. And what happens is it alternates. So basically you do all of your phases, you move your troops, you get to shoot with them and stuff. And then you char you can run them into combat and then they can like attack the enemy with like things. And then whenever they're doing things, you look at their characteristics and roll things. So if you have 10 guys in a unit, mm -hmm. they might have like four shooting attacks each where they can basically, they have a submachine gun. So it mm -hmm. attacks multiple times. And then that means you roll that many dice and you need a certain amount to hit depending on how good they are at accuracy. So for instance, like Space Marines are very, like, you know, they're very well trained and stuff. So they roll the dice and they're hitting on three plus or two plus. Oh. Uh, and then if the enemy is like on a building or like sort of behind something, then it might get reduced to like a four plus or something mm -hmm. because it's going, oh, he's partially obscured and yeah stuff. he's got cover <laughs> whereas yeah whereas orcs uh tend to have it where they are rubbish at shooting but they love shooting so they just <laughs> do loads of attacks but they hit on fives because they're literally just like blindly sort of being like Aah! and they oh, might right. hit something yeah. but it's like yeah so it's more like you you have to roll more dice but hit higher yeah. on said dice so it, it actually balances itself out like in the end Hopefully. Kinda, yeah. It, it, it's, <laughs> it becomes a bit of a problem because this is the thing. It's like with the big difference I find with like, because Games Workshop at some point, and I can pinpoint exactly when it was because it was the beginning <laughs> of the 8th edition 40k uh, and like the first edition of Age of Sigmar, they basically decided, hey, people love rolling dice. People <laughs> absolutely love it. So let's just have them roll so many dice yeah so you can literally get a unit I, I remember my mate got his his orcs in and you could stack abilities on them so when they charged into combat they had like five attacks each and so it meant that a unit of 30 of them had <laughs> 120 is my maths right there 30, no 150 right yeah 150 yeah. No? yeah 150 so you rolled 150 dice okay <laughs> And then you basically picked out sort of like, oh, the ones that hit on three plus, and then, you know, and then you put them aside and then you go, okay, cool. Now I'll roll them and I have to sort of try and wound the enemy and stuff. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So it, it's a bit weird because Warhammer Fantasy is very much, and the old world is like, oh, you have five guys here and they have touched the enemy and they only have one attack each or they have two mm -hmm. attacks, which is quite rare. And mm -hmm. uh, that's 10 dice go you know okay so you feel well, like 40k that's... is like 150 dice there you yeah. go <laughs> you know? so i'm guessing like 40k is probably improved with like app rolling where you can just be like um yeah. <laughs> 150 we... d6s go <laughs> isn't it one of those weird things though where we get in video games we get in a lot of stuff where someone's like oh this is the thing that people love so we'll put that in yeah. and then it ends up just being circumvented because it's like hey people love rolling dice so we'll make it so that they use an app to roll the dice instead rather yeah. than actually physically doing it because it's point you know because it's because like... it's nice and everyone can like see and track like the numbers and Wait, no yeah. one's getting oh confused. my god like this, well this is the hilarious thing like warhammer fantasy before they discontinued it the first time 
basically they were like oh the games are too long like the games take sort of like four or five hours to complete a game oh, because okay. it's very it's like chess so it's basically oh i'll move these guys here and then turn them this way so that they can see these people and stuff and then yeah. you know you'd be like oh i'm gonna maneuver this guy so it was a lot of tactical placement and stuff and now it's the opposite where it's literally me and my mates are just like oh should we play a game of fantasy because 40k takes too long you know like oh that's interesting like, so it's, it's flipped the, <laughs> yeah that's it it's not the game like technically that takes time in terms of rules and like stuff it's moving a hundred individual models like three times a turn because they're not like stuck together on fantasy yeah and then counting out 150 fucking dice and being like <laughs> Because, yeah, you li literally, it's like, oh, well, I'll just, oh, I've only got 20 dice, so we'll roll <laughs> these fucking six times or yeah. something. <laughs> I'm just imagining, like, the, the sounds where it's like, you just hear, like, oh, no, and then, like, <laughs> like it's like two people's yeah, dice it. bags just slide off the table. Just <laughs> yeah. everything just gets knocked off the table. It's just like, yeah. you know, these little screaming children drowning in dice. <laughs> <laughs> That one's a six. I saw it. <laughs> it's like, oh my. Hang on, it's cocked. I need to re-roll it. He swallowed some of the dice. It's gone on the floor. It doesn't count. Yeah, he, he eats the bad ones. <laughs> nope. <laughs> um, so that's interesting. Yeah, like, so you use apps to roll down. Sorry. Yeah, no, I, I would have thought so when it's getting up to, into the hundreds because that's that's much easier. And then you can just show someone the iPad and be like, there you go, proof that, that I rolled this many. Oh, when I used to play Warhammer Age of Sigma, it just yeah. got really silly because they kind of let it go wild. Yeah. And so it literally, I just, I had a unit of things called Demonettes, which are a, a chaos demon. And they <laughs> okay. basically had three attacks each and you could have 30 of them. But... So that was like 90 attacks and then one <laughs> because like the champion, the boss of the unit gets an extra one. Yeah. But then what happened is if you, if any of those dice to hit were a six, they got an extra attack. <laughs> so you had 91 dice. 90 chances to, to get a six. <laughs> yeah, you had to roll them and then pick out the ones that were sixes and then kind of keep them aside and then remember them. And then you had re-rolls to hit where you're basically going like, oh, okay, I've cast a spell on them. So they now re-roll these. So re-roll all the ones that didn't get the three that was required to hit and then pick out the sixes of them and put them over <laughs> there. And then those are the misses. And then you go, okay, these are the hits. Yeah. And then roll them again. And then there's another ability where you could make the unit attack twice. So you did all of that. Oh, no. And nothing. <laughs> nothing would survive against this because yeah. it was just so silly it literally so you could get a, a a model that was basically a god so you know one of these massive models this yeah. big that represents the god of death nagash and just kill it with these guys you know <laughs> who are only worth like 300 points or something and no just going, my nurgle just the power of, like 180 <laughs> dice you know like... oh i love this though because this is like because I've like digged into some Warhammer videos and stuff, like mostly lore videos, but I did watch someone unboxing like um, their starter set of like um, uh, the old world. And like yeah. no nobody talks about this kind of like granular detail or like how ridiculous like the actual gameplay gets. It's all just like how intricate and messed up the lore is like behind everything. Yeah. When you chose fantasy, was that because... Was that because of the gameplay? Because you felt like this is like more my speed, or had you had some weird stuff where you're like, I don't really like this 40k anymore, and it's just like it's an odd one because it, it 
I can't, I think basically what drew me to fantasy originally was the setting. So yeah. it was basically like the lore and the setting because you got like undead, like and it was so cool. You do you like an undead had, like... necromancy vibe, don't yeah. you? <laughs> it was it was so good. It was like you know it makes the dating pool easier, you know necromancy. <laughs> but it's the idea of uh, it's the yeah I just loved that so much. You just literally had this these ama- this amazing bit of lore and all of these like vampire things, and then later on you had like vampire bloodlines, which is like if you've ever played Vampire the Masquerade, the role playing game. Oh, like have, how like, this. Different- yeah, how there's like, oh, it's like the Nosferatu, like creepy yeah. ones, and then all like the high vampires. So you had that. So you basically <laughs> had different bloodlines of vampires where you could theme your army about these ones who are like these noble sort of knight vampires where yeah. they manage, they don't need blood anymore because they fought a mighty dragon and drank from it. And they drank all they're... the horse blood. <laughs> yeah, they drank all the horse blood from there, the, the, the sideways facing horses. <laughs> And then they, they've they sated know? their vampire sort of first and whatnot. And now they go around sort of, you know, trying to look for more powerful opponents. But then you've got the Nosferatu equivalents, which are like the Strigoi, who mm. are the ones where there's something not quite right in their blood. And therefore they become these bestial sort of like yeah. monsters and stuff. Ooh, nice. And then the, the, my favorite one, though, is the Necrarchs, uh, where basically the Necrarchs were the wizard ones. So they look like Nosferatu. Yeah. But they're basically vampires where there's... The blood, the blood makes them insane and <laughs> makes them always just strive for magical knowledge. And the problem is what they do is they just lock themselves up in like wizard towers and stuff, studying necromancy and studying magic, and then kind of forget the time a little bit. Uh, and then it's like a thousand years have passed. They've forgotten <laughs> to eat. So they've become this skeletal kind of thing. And and because they're insane, they're literally just like going, ha that person who beat me in that battle, I'll find a, you know, I, I'll get revenge on him. And then they go off to their tower, sort of study for a thousand years, bringing <laughs> up the ultimate revenge plan, and then come back out of the head of a massive army of like undead and Frankenstein creatures they've made and stuff. And then they're like, what do you mean he's dead? <laughs> what do you mean there's what a new mean king? What do you mean he's kill his family then? You know? Yeah, exactly. The whole bloodline has died now. It's all gone. <laughs> yeah, and, it, and it's just all these stories of like these Necrocs like, you know, going nuts and then like, just for, you know, because they don't eat because they're stuck in like this weird uh, torpor for so long like and studying. They're just like going, and it, it and it's that kind of setting that made yeah. me fall in love with it yeah. and just go, I want to do that. I want to buy this model that represents this crazy vampire guy. And yeah. here's his army full of like hellish creations and zombies and stuff that he's made in a lab and, you know, use it on the battlefield. And what, what the game allows you to do is customize things. This is this is the best thing in the world. And Age of Sigmar has it now, but when it first came out, there wasn't any customization for yeah. stuff. Yeah, right. And it basically meant like you have, and it was to make the game easier for people to pick up that they basically just went, what is on the sheet is on is the unit yeah, so yeah. there you go everything is on that sheet uh but then you couldn't kind of go oh he's got this ancient relic which is this thing that makes him unkillable or this ring that brings him back to life when he's dead or whatnot or this magical sword that you know like takes the soul of the person fighting it you know getting hit by it and stuff and because you had all of these customization things you could go this little guy this little model that I've put into this unit of skeletons has all of these crazy abilities and he's yeah. like a he's a master wizard and all of this and it just makes the game really fun like rather mm-hmm. than chess where you just go oh uh rooks always work this way and like mm-hmm. bishops always work this way it's 
you can control the game by being like, yeah, his base nature is this, and this is how good he is at fighting, but I'm going to give him crazy stuff. Uh, and now and he's think... a bastard. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, it's hilarious in fantasy. There, I don't know if it's going to be in the old world, because I haven't got the rule book for it yet, but it's the there was an item for Warhammer Fantasy called the Wizarding Hat, which basically made anyone a wizard. So it was basically <laughs> this magical hat that you could yeah. put on someone. And it was ludicrously costed, so you couldn't take anything else. So you right. couldn't take armor or, like, a good weapon. You just became a wizard, oh. but it made you crazy. So you had to take a test <laughs> at the beginning of every <laughs> phase to work out whether you were just talking to yourself or doing crazy shit. <laughs> but you became a wizard, and it became a, a trope where people would just go, hey, I'm going to just give this little goblin the wizarding hat. So yeah. he's absolutely insane, but he might be able to cast some crazy spells from a <laughs> random, you know, and you randomly generated what kind of spells he knows, which just was chaos, basically. <laughs> yeah, well, I like that, though, because, like, like how you were saying, oh, you can customize your guy. It brings, like, like people might think, like, oh, well, that's just, like, messy. Like, I, I want to mm. know who I'm fighting. Um, or like be able to like visually just recognize that that is that type of unit just from like sight but it brings yeah. like a layer of strategy where someone's coming in they're like okay he's playing the wizard vampires but like yeah. I have no idea until he starts doing stuff I have no idea yeah. what and it means that you can change it up also when you're like oh I'm bored and all my friends know my like go to strategy how about yeah. I just change the skill set here and there? <laughs> and then it becomes like a whole new game. Well, that's it. It's it. And, it. and it's random. So you don't show your opponent what your army is until yeah. you get it out of the game. So you kind of yeah. get your box You get your box out. Contain yourself, man. Oh, it's full of figures. You cross your legs. Uh, you, you get your box out. And then, um, <laughs> I'm going to keep saying it until it works. Um, <laughs> You get your box out. <laughs> Tony Blair hand signals here. Like, you get your box out. Education, education, education. But, yeah. and then no. get... Recession. No. But yeah, uh, that worked out well. Uh, fucking AS levels. Anyway, the... What was it? I've totally forgotten. I just noticed the power. You were talking about the, the reveal yeah. of your army. <laughs> yeah. So you put your army down on the table and then your your enemy goes, oh, you took fuck tons of tanks. Okay. I haven't prepared for that. Yeah. And the strategy becomes basically, do you specialize in a particular way mm -hmm. uh, and do something? Or do you like try to cover all the bases and do an yeah. all round thing? Mm -hmm. And And this is the problem because... The whole thing, you know, we we can need to touch on it. We probably need to talk about it later, but we need to touch on like a game is only as good as the people playing it. Right. Like yeah, it doesn't matter true. what the rules of Warhammer are like, no matter what edition it is or whatever game it is, there are some toxic people out there and the rule and if they follow the rules, they're meant to kind of negate toxic people. Yeah. So basically the game is random enough that it just goes Oh, okay. You took an. You knew that you were fighting an army that doesn't have any guns and has to just run towards you and like kill you in combat. Mm -hmm. So you just took an army that's only guns, and you're planning to deploy them at the back of the board so they're as far away as the enemy, and then it's just a killing field, basically. No. Yeah. Like, yeah, and you got scenarios like that, but basically the rule book, if you play it properly has like random scenarios. So basically you just go, oh cool, yeah, cool. Well, you have to roll for like 
um, what mission you're doing, mm-hmm. and then you only win by completing the mission. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, and you might get it where, like, you know, someone does a gun line where they're basically all at the back planning to shoot you, and it's like, oh, cool, you have to capture this objective in the center of the board. Yeah. You know? So how are they going to do and that? <laughs> yeah, and you just go, oh, well, how are you going to do that with all your gun people? You're going to have to move them. Or like, mm. oh, all of your cannons can't actually move because they're sort of yeah. rooted to the ground. And But then you get loads of people who are like, hey, I just want to play this scenario where I yeah. can just stand and shoot you. And it's like, <laughs> how about you fuck off? You know? <laughs> yeah, because you do get that. Because like, the only thing I've got to like uh, reference back to is like card games, like, you know, in, mm. in, in like uh, Geek Retreat and stuff like that. And you do get like people who like sort of terrorize the local scene where everyone knows the name and stuff like that. And you're like, oh, do I? I'm, I'm really up against them. It's going to take forever because yeah. they're going to like rules lawyer everything and like, you know, <laughs> shuffle, shuffle their deck and then your deck. And it's like, yeah. <laughs> at a certain point, like, you've just got to like throw it out the window in favor of fun because like if you're not having fun, then what? What are you sort of <laughs> like, what are you doing there? Because like I've had some great like, terribly sloppy like pokemon card games with just like a guy i've like just met but because we're like having a bit of a joke back and forth and being like Mm -hmm. oh you know like oh this hand's dead and like oh like i've misplayed there but like it's fine and like Mm -hmm. that's like way more fun where because you just form this like quick little bond and then it's over as soon as the game's over but it's like nice to have Mm -hmm. that moment where you're like (laughs) you're just sort of like collaborating on something fun rather than Mm -hmm sitting there like stone-faced being like oh, I, just... I am never going to speak to you like i'm just going to win <laughs> that, that's it that, that's exactly the thing and it's that weird i i don't understand it because i'm i'm known for being like a fun person to play but i have no intention of winning like, yeah <laughs> I, I am not a competitive person i actually feel guilty winning stuff me too i don't feel guilty winning crush everyone crush the opposition <laughs> <laughs> But it, it's, you know, for, but you do get that. You definitely still get that in Warhammer. Like, perhaps even worse, like, where you get loads of people that just, oh, they just kind of, like, they built their whole army in order to win, and, you know, they'll just, they're, they're not particularly fun to play, or they'll be rules lawyering, and they'll be like, hang on, your unit moves four inches. That is 4.2 inches, you know. <laughs> Scoot and him stuff, back. And, like, oh hang on that guy can't draw an exact line to my model here or something or oh i can shoot that cannon and the whole thing it's like there is literal that are paid there is a message in every single warhammer rulebook that basically just goes have fun you fucker like it's a full paragraph that basically says the whole point of the game is to have fun don't be too serious about it kind of thing yeah and they're, they're gonna be the ones who know because they sit and play test the fuck out of yeah. these things and it's yeah. like but also i just want to ask before do 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 people have like tools for like measuring the lines and stuff like does anyone <laughs> yeah. have those like things you see on like war movies where they push all the units along like <laughs> a little hammer ship thing I'd love that. I would love that. I've never seen anyone do it for fantasy with like the the uh, with a thing. But you do. You I want to see like, someone dressed like Patton, like you know, like <laughs> like aviator glasses, just like moving their army along. I think I think it'd be really fun. But it is. It's like. But you do. Everyone has rulers. They have tape measures. They have like. There's a there's a hilarious thing where they're bringing back the old world. So they're yeah. bringing back. They're bringing Warhammer Fantasy. And they've included, and they haven't done this for a long while, I think. They're including, like, things called plastic... 
what are they called? They're basically plastic rulers. Oh, yeah. So they're basically like little red sticks uh, made of plastic that have the inches done on them. Yeah. So it basically means that you don't need a tape measure. You just buy the starter box and then you can use these rulers. Yeah. But obviously, historically, people would hit each other with them during the game. <laughs> yeah. So you could proper sort of give someone like a sort of like a, a mark on their arm by just smacking them with a thing. <laughs> so they've got like a nickname that has eluded me based upon their use in that. Yeah. But yeah, and then you have other stuff like you even have laser pointers. So they oh, basically, nice. you know, you can buy laser pointers in order to go. I'm shining it at this guy at there. Can he draw a straight line to that guy yeah. and see him over there? Obviously, <laughs> certain kind of, you know, it, it depends how serious Blind you want to take enemies. it. But, <laughs> but I, I always thought it was just a me mechanism to get all of their models smashed by cats or something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Good. They're like, ah, I've got your hundred pound model, right? Fuck. Oh, sorry, my cat is a unit. Like, <laughs> didn't you know? <laughs> Been summoned, you know? Or like, put a straight line with the um, laser pointer to your crotch. <laughs> yeah, line, just yeah. Like, yeah, Attack him. <laughs> I will allow it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, there's no minus on ballistic skill for that. <laughs> but, um, but no, it, it is, it, and it's a fun uh, little thing. Like, there's little tools like that. Like, for instance, there's cards and stuff. And yeah. for fantasy, you know, the cards tend to represent spells. So you can basically go, hey, I've cast this hex on this unit that makes them a bit chitter. Uh, so I'll put the card next to it so that people, so you, you, you know, you're reminded, yeah. oh, yeah, they've got that spell on them, you know, and then when it's done, you take it off. And uh, Sigma has loads of tokens where it's like going, this unit has used this order, so we'll put this next to them. And this unit is a bit upset at the minute, so we'll put this, one, this token <laughs> next to them. Do you want to... Uh... I think it's like, uh, I forgot what it is called in Sigma, but in 40k, it's Battleshocked, where basically it means that the, the unit's panicking a little bit. And yeah. It means that they can't do stuff as well. Yeah. yeah. I was going to say, do you want to talk about the the elephant in the room of the age of sigmar and, and what that did to like the whole oh, hammer universe what didn't it do because uh... <laughs> from my from my vague understanding it it seems like it was kind of like a rebrand so they could like grasp onto some copyrights rather than have it be like orcs and elves that wanted to like change all the names so they could Kind of get away from the Tolkien and like into their own sort of copyrights. I don't know. <laughs> it, it was it was a lot of factors. Like I'll I'll give you a I'll I'll try and keep it brief, but I'm gonna fail. Yeah, it's been uh, a as a warning. <laughs> yeah, but basically, um, the whole thing is like we said at the beginning. 40k is law. 40k is so popular, so <laughs> incredibly popular. Like it's you know it seeps into everything that every most people can look at a space marine and be like oh it's a space marine yeah. like they don't play warhammer they don't need to know warhammer but it's just that because it's so yeah. popular yeah it's and like like in gears of war was kind of like a warhammerish ripoff when you think about it like yeah it, and that, that it, became super idea. popular <laughs> i think and the thing is basically you know big super strong super soldiers with sort of like you know armor on them and stuff that you can mm -hmm. paint up to be like different colors or you know different factions mm -hmm. all in this power armor kind of thing it it plays into this sort of like you know inner sort of like i don't know like sort of our dynamic i don't i'm just saying words 
uh, <laughs> that you know kids reson- resonates with kids basically. yeah like power fantasy where you're like i'm this guy this is my yeah. space marine this is what it's i like would Devil look May like cry with fucking goths it's like Devil <laughs> May cry with emos where they're just like oh my god he's super <laughs> skinny and has pointy hair oh wow what's that a leather trench coat sign me up <laughs> yeah what's that oh he's playing a guitar riff oh wow you know like i feel so oh i feel so seen <laughs> i don't know how the spelling scene there either but yeah. <laughs> both ways tt scrabble move um but uh, yeah and it, it plays into it and the problem was that warhammer F- games workshop had two main games they had warhammer fantasy the original which was rank and flank uh, and warhammer 40k yeah and warhammer 40k massively outsell outsold fantasy like about i think it was like 10 times more i think you know oh yes that's like a big what fantasy yeah. sold. and obviously games workshop kind of looked at it and they and the problem is they fantasy used to be very popular so in its sixth edition it was like really really popular had tons of people playing but then they did the whole corporate thing where they went how can we make as much money as possible so they basically went oh we're just going to make it so that to play fantasy you need way more models than you previously did so you need like units that are 40 guys big and then they were charging like 20 pounds for 10 of them oh <laughs> so you're kind of like okay cool so to get this unit it is like a hundred pounds or something yeah. to get like one unit and then that unit was like a, a seventh of your army <laughs> right wow yeah so the buy-in became incre- incredible like so basically and all the people who used to play like they already had armies, it was fine because you already had all half the models bought. You just needed to buy a couple of extra ones, kind of yeah. thing, and that was fine. But to get new players in, it was impossible. So they yeah. just had no new players coming in because it's like going, "Hey, okay, there's this cool thing, okay, where you just need to spend about five hundred pounds on an army, forty pounds on a rule book, and about one hundred and twenty pounds on their custom paints and paintbrushes that you need to do, <laughs> and they need to spend three months of your life painting the army, and then you can play a game." Or PlayStation Four. Yeah, you, know, you, you might not. You might not even like the game when you finally get to play. No, no. This is the thing. It's the fact, that, <laughs> and the the problem with Eight Edition Fantasy, which was the last one that we had, was basically that you had. I'm saying basically a lot. I'm just being really patronising. Well, basically, <laughs> I've it up for your Epsimian brain. Um, <laughs> Snakes everywhere. <laughs> Inbox me, hun. <laughs> I, I, I don't mean that, Adam. Please touch me. Um, but the, <laughs> but yeah, uh, but the buy-in was in so high that, and you know, compared to like computer games and stuff, and 40k that had a lesser buy-in, bizarrely, where it was basically yeah. going, hey, you can play a game with like 20 space marines and a couple of like characters, uh, and then Games Workshop looked at it, being like, huh. No one's no one's buying into this anymore. Oh, it must be shit. People must hate <laughs> this game and stuff. And yeah, and they went, oh, we need to get rid of it. So what they did is they basically went, okay, we can't copy. Well, God, okay, two main factors. <laughs> so the money side of it, where yeah. people weren't buying into the game, it was very difficult to sell the game because people were like, oh, but Space Marines are cool. Uh, and this is really expensive to get into. Yeah, And then the other one was, like you were saying, it was the copyright thing. Because Games Workshop went, oh, no one's buying into this game, so we're going to release less models for it. But then the game required certain models. So, for instance, you'd have a unit, like, uh, you know, you had certain special characters and certain, like, units, 
that just didn't have models. So they had right. rules, but there weren't any models you could buy for them. You had oh, to right. like make them yourself or something, yeah. or like customize them. And then you got other companies stepping in and going like Russian companies being like, <laughs> hey, look, we've made this model that suspiciously looks exactly like this character. You should buy this. And then <laughs> Yeah. We're not saying yeah. you should use it, but you could. Goodbye. <laughs> oh look, it's a unit. Like and 40k had it as well, but Fantasy had it like with a lot of stuff because they weren't giving you the stuff. Yeah. And then it meant the Games Workshop kind of went, we need to stop this but we can't copyright anything. We can't take anyone to court because it's like, you know, this company's like, hey, it's an elf with yeah. a, a big spear. And, you know, and then obviously like the courts are like, you can't, you don't own elves. You've already nicked that. You know, <laughs> Those are for everyone. <laughs> yeah, like Space Marines they, they have. They yeah, couldn't yeah, copyright yeah. the term Space Marine, but mm. they could copyright the idea of a powered armored kind of look. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then basically they were like, okay, so what we're going to do, we're going to get rid of this game that's underperforming because it should be selling as much as 40k. And also we need to make it sort of copyrightable so that it's all our own property. Mm -hmm. And that, then they killed off fantasy and they had a thing called the end times where it was this massive campaign where they brought out all of these books which cover the destruction of the Warhammer world, like okay. the map that you see so, behind you. So the one that you did like to buy books to like end the, the sort of franchise yeah, so, basically yeah so basically and it's kind of cool like i'm i don't want to go off camera but i have them and they are yeah. huge they yeah, are like yeah. they're about that thick they're about that that thick and oh. it comes in two parts where you basically have here is the story and it's a fully illustrated they are beautiful beautiful books fully illustrated and a massive long story of hey, here's what happens in this part of the ending of the world, in part mm. one of the ending of the world. And then you have characters being killed off, so you have famous heroes that exist in the lore, and they're all like getting killed, and you're like, oh, wow, they killed off this guy and stuff. And then the other book that you got was The Rules, where it basically went, hey, to represent all this stuff, here's how you play these battles that happen in the story. Here's yeah. the characters and their development. So you have like a character who gets a special item and becomes a god or he gets imbued by the, you know, the god of fire or something. And then his rules change and here's his new rules and stuff like that. And yeah, they released like five of these books uh, and then ended it and then went, okay, cool. Now it's done. And they stopped yeah. selling the game. Uh, and then they brought out a new thing called Age of Sigmar, which mm -hmm. was basically just going, and here's what happens later, you know. Uh, so and... were, they, were they like was this telegraphed at all like obviously it's called like the end times but were they like warning you guys like in the shops well, like oh they're probably going to discontinue this stuff this they, is probably they, like the last hurrah no one quite believed it hilariously yeah. the actual books on the back of them basically on the end times books say sort of the world is ending but no one believes it kind of thing. <laughs> and people yeah. people kind of didn't people go you know i remember at the time the end oh the end times was so good like not the actual story because the story is okay imagine you've got a franchise that's been going for about 35 years yeah. and has countless has about 16 different armies in it that you yeah. know have rules and models and all all of them have their own lore and special characters and like sort of about you know 20 novels each and you have to wrap that up in a series of five books yeah it just has scenes where it literally has like the equivalent of like you know 
Conan and Captain America getting killed in the same scene and stuff, like, you know, being <laughs> yeah. attacked by zombies. Yeah. And you're like, really? Is that how Captain America dies? You know, the, <laughs> and it, it's nuts because it literally just has like, oh, yeah. And then a nuclear explosion went off and it killed like five of these famous, famous <laughs> elf people. Yeah. And so it is a bit of a kick in the face that they yeah. literally some people just get shitty deaths, but the writers were like, we need to tie up everything. Like, mm. it literally just has a race being like, oh, yeah, they just died. <laughs> it, has, it has like the lizard men uh where it just goes, oh, i oh, love lizard just... men yeah they, <laughs> they literally just go oh the, they saw that the world was ending they predicted it so they went to space <laughs> you know, <laughs> literally the... so does that mean does that mean they showed up like... does that mean they showed up in 40k though <laughs> oh no well we'll get into this it, it's all it's all a bit weird i know it's not really like... linked like they've never like outright said anything major <laughs> they, the, the, the problem is age of sigmar is kind of it, it, it's marmite because it does kind of like mess up a lot of stuff because there was that you kind of go 40k bizarrely is was kind of in fan lore and in kind of what the because you have a lot of novels like written by people yeah, that yeah. say things and you don't know if it's canon or they hint at stuff and maybe games workshop didn't notice it or something and you're <laughs> yeah. like going is this canon so but it kind of suggests that 40k is the earliest game and that um, warhammer fantasy takes place on a planet in the 40k universe like yeah, just yeah. this weird medieval type planet kind of thing that's not as developed as the rest of them but yeah. it's kind of far yeah. enough away from things that it doesn't play into 40k we're getting we're getting like deep in the law here but is yeah. the but yeah is, is the magic I, I is the to... magic system the same would you say because i know in the no. future stuff it's like psychic powers but works yeah. like magic like you know you'll see mm. you'll see a guy shooting lightning bolts and it's like no that's yeah. a psychic power like it's not magic and it, then it's just like it, it's, it's like drawn you know, from hell isn't it is that kind of how the magic works in yeah, the old world that, that is exactly it's basically just different things by different names basically yeah. so in 40k it's like the the warp is basically the idea of hell so it is basically the dimension beyond reality where basically you can tear mm. into the fabric of reality and then there's this world of demons where nothing is quite material and stuff uh, and then you can draw upon that to cast psychic powers and stuff and then mm. in fantasy it's very much the same where you basically have the 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 realm of chaos which is their name for the warp it's not the same thing but no yeah that's where energy comes from yeah. so basically so they hilariously the way the end times ends is that chaos wins so basically they they're trying all of the heroes like the the top heroes from all the different races all come together at the end mm -hmm. of the end times to stop the realm of chaos overtaking everything something happens and it actually sort of takes away all the magic in the entire world that means that they no longer have the power to actually stop anything yeah. with their magical energies and so it all basically explodes <laughs> and but th this is the this is the problematic thing because age of sigma was not well received to start with uh, because the whole point of it was hey let's make something that's a lesser buy-in so you mm -hmm. don't need to spend as much money to get into it, which is a great yeah. idea. Yeah. Let's make it easier to play where the rules aren't as nuanced and aren't as complicated. And also, let's put Space Marines into it, because that must be why 40k sells 10 times as much as Fantasy. Yeah. And so they created a thing called Stormcast Eternals, which are basically 
space marines, but just in, in metal, fantasy. like in fantasy so armor. So basically, massive knights, knights in armor, massive shining gold armor, and they have massive, you know, they're like twice as high as a man and stuff. Yeah. And they basically <laughs> just went, hey, do space marines again. That'll instantly be a success. And they are probably one of the most hated things in Games Workshop at the moment like it's that's that's fun though like <laughs> it's fun when a community comes together and sort of <laughs> it's a thing out of the game <laughs> like it's really it's really difficult because like i don't know if you can compare this to sort of your like interest and stuff but you know when they're trying to make something work and they keep pushing it yeah and no one is buying like you know like stormcast do have a do have fans and stuff but the problem is okay this is this is genuinely what I'm what I'm telling you. Okay, is what happened, and this is why so many people are bitter about Age of Sigma, is that they basically went, okay, the old world's dead. All of like thirty odd years of law is absolutely you know gone now, kind of thing wiped out. Uh, <laughs> Burn your then... books, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. Well, you... Oh, you had people going nuts when Age of Sigma came out. You had like all these weirdos on the internet burning their Warhammer fantasy armies, no. being like, "Fuck oh. you, Games Workshop! I'm gonna, I'm gonna burn like a thousand pounds worth of high elves." And you're just like, oh, no. "Why would you do that, you nutter?" <laughs> but you know, and then and then these people who made it their personality to hate on it on the internet, yeah. you're like, "I'm pretty sure." No one's going to listen to you. But yeah, <laughs> but yeah, they literally went destroyed this beloved thing that everyone loved and the people who were playing it absolutely adored it and stuff. And it was still massive around the world. And then they went, okay, cool. So the god of the empire, who's like the, the god of the empire actually becomes flesh and he actually becomes a physical entity. And he's basically Thor, like, or Odin. It's yeah. Odin or Thor, basically, from Norse mythology. And he finds himself existing in space amongst the shattered bits of the world that was. And then he flies around, not quite knowing what to do. And then he finds a magical space dragon. And this space dragon, <laughs> he hangs around with this space dragon for a while. And then the space dragon teaches him how to rebuild like worlds and how to bring things back into creation. And then he goes, oh, cool. And then he goes back to the remains of the planet and brings it all together, kind of. So it's all like floating little realms, almost like Norse mythology, yeah. where you have all these weird realms. <laughs> Can you see how we're going, hey, we got rid of the world because it wasn't copyrightable, but we're making a suspicious delve yes. into someone else's kind of stuff. <laughs> uh, and then he brings these realms together and then he finds that he can bring things back through time and brings like these races back and he goes oh the yeah, the high elves are back and but oddly they're now called a elves because oh. that's copyrightable <laughs> yeah. uh, you know, so they're not elves no can, no 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 i can see a pattern emerging i can see they're a pattern emerging different yeah. you know they're i've improved them <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, and then he's just like, "Oh, and I'll bring the humans back," but they're not called like Empire; they're called Free Guild because that doesn't exist in uh, custom, uh, you know, customs house. And it's uh, copyrightable. <laughs> yeah, that's it. And it, it's very sinister that the oh, and the Skaven are fine because we made that up. So the yeah. humans, they're still called Skaven. Uh, but then he brings those all are the, the rat back. people, by the way, Adam. If you if you want, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I, thought, then, I knew that. Yeah. <laughs> and then it's like he, do, he does all of that, but then the problem is, as soon as that happens, the chaos gods, who are the re, the things that be behind reality that destroyed everything, immediately turn around and go, "Is it well time to destroy it again?" <laughs> yeah, uh, and it just goes back to that. But it, the problem with Age of Sigma is it's it's done as a continuation of fantasy, where it's basically, "Hey, this is the next chapter." Yeah, but it's set thirty thousand years after fantasy, which is. Oh. 
if you did anything, if you were just like, okay, cool, imagine sort of like, you know, uh, you know, like, I don't know, Lord of the Rings, but 30,000 years later, and you're like, yeah, are you sure this needs to be a continuation? Couldn't you have just made this anything, you know? Yeah, but like, it's obviously, it's the, the wrought themselves a situation where none of the sort of technologies advanced because everything's been destroyed up to that point. Well, it really does feel like a sort of, pointless reboot where they didn't really go far enough to change anything so i can well, i can see why it exactly wasn't very it, satisfying but the hilarious thing about it is obviously like they did all of this they and they're like oh it's a, a elves and they're not called they're not called vampire counts anymore they're called soul blight grave lords and then obviously <laughs> yeah. you you just know that they'll go they'll go to they'll take someone to court being like hang on that vampire model you've made is actually a sold like grave lord ripoff <laughs> and then courts are going to be like it's a vampire mate that yeah. i don't care if you're calling it an elf or if you've given it a weird headdress if you put a fucking bull headdress on it that that's an elf that's an elf <laughs> you know like, <laughs> and it, it, it was a pointless exercise and it does have a it does have a fan base but it's yeah. this whole thing of what they what they're kind of finding now is it still sells about 10% of what 40k does. Because <laughs> yeah, they've done all of this, it. they've done this whole exercise, and then they're like, oh, wait, people just like fucking 40k, you know? <laughs> and it's not a case of the game's underselling 40k and not being as good as 40k. It's a case yeah. of 40k being so good. I'm dissing Age of Sigmar a fair bit here because yeah. it basically, it started out and it was a massive lump of shit where basically the designers over time, because you couldn't play it, it was unplayable. I was... I was excited about it when it first came out because mm -hmm. I was like, finally, I can introduce my friends to Warhammer. Yeah. Because it was because it was done so that you literally go, hey, you bought a box of models, you bought a box of 20 guys, you can just use that. That's your whole army. And then you get a box of like 10 guys who are like tougher, and that can be your whole army. Mm -hmm. And what a great idea that is. Yeah. But this unit would always win. And you know, and it was very much kind of like, oh, okay, never mind. And they, and they started off by refusing to put uh, balance in. They refused to sort of put any kind of balancing factor yeah. into it, like real change. And they kind of went, yeah. oh, you balance it yourself. So you decide how many of these guys you get to each one of these guys, hmm. and you try introducing that kind of concept to a like fourteen, fifteen year old. Who wants to win? Yeah. <laughs> and just be like, oh, win me, fuck off. Yeah, and it was. It was literally like you know, it was just nuts. Like, and they were like, you want people to self-balance themselves. Like, imagine Magic: The Gathering if you just made up what your cards did. Yeah. Or there wasn't like the rule of four, like you have in Magic, where you're like, you can only have four of this one in your deck. You'd be like, oh, my mechanic is based upon if I get these two cards out, I win the whole game. Like, yeah. I've got a, a combination like that. Was it Sanguine Blood and uh oh something else so basically you gain life every time the enemy takes life and yeah. every time the enemy takes life they gain life you know like a continuous uh, and loop. you just win the game <laughs> and you're just like okay my entire deck is 20 uh you know 20 swamps and then 30 of each of these cards yeah. <laughs> and oh i've won what a surprise uh you know and it was basically like that and then they grudgingly went okay we'll add points in but we don't want to re-release all of the books and stuff. Oh. So we can't balance it because the rules are already written. So, uh, you know, and it was it was an absolute mess. Yeah. And that's why the bitterness exists. Because you're like, you got rid of the game we loved for this. You know, yeah. if yeah. they'd done it in tandem, if they'd released it as a new thing, 
that would have been amazing. They'd be yeah. like, cool, it's a starter game for kids, get them in, get them buying the models and stuff. Then they can choose, oh, I want to go to 40K, or oh, I want to go to uh, this. Mm. It's, you know, it, it, it is, when when you sort of explain it like that, it's it's like a silly idea because they could have they could have just done an offshoot because like, like I play a bit of like World of Warcraft and they do that all the time where they're like, we've discovered this new island and it has a new race yeah. on it. And so they could, they could have had like, oh, this is, you know, the war on this part of the map that you've never seen mm. before. It came out of the mists, you know, like, and they could have had yeah. like a side thing where they could have trialed some of these like new ideas. It seems rushed, but I know obviously people had to sit and write the books. No, but it's no, like... it really was is yeah. the problem. Like the, the problem is the end times was meant to last for like a, a full year. Yeah. They had these five massive books. It was meant to last like a whole year. And then every couple of months they brought out a new one. And then around the world, they had people playing the campaigns and stuff being mm -hmm. like, hey, you know, playing in shops and stuff. And then in the end, at the end of the day, they just went, no, no, just bash them out. So it was done mm -hmm. in about sort of four months, I think. So like all of uh, the games, all of the game shop sort of events stopped and it was just like, yeah. read, read these books well, and have an end well, time. <laughs> well, the, the worst thing was about the end times is that it got loads of people into the hobby. Yeah. So the end times was like, because they, they, you had stuff like you had an army called Tomb Kings, which are basically like Egyptian skeletons. I like the sound and of them from what I've them, seen. Yeah. <laughs> They're amazing, but they were shit in 8th edition. Their, their rules were awful, where you were just like, you are, you. are it was very difficult to win with them yeah. because every army had better things. Uh, and therefore, loads of people were like, I'm not going to play fucking Doom Kings, you know? And then obviously Games Workshop were like, oh, people must hate Egyptian skeletons. Oh, well, get rid of all of them. And that's what they did. They bought out Age of Sigmar and then they got rid of Tomb Kings so you couldn't buy them anymore. Oh. Um, but then the, the problem is, with the end times, they made them really good. They brought out yeah. new rules for them and, the, and everyone was like, oh, I'm going to start a Tomb Kings army and then bought all of these models and stuff. And then uh, three months later, they're like, oh, it's gone now. The game's gone. Yeah. <laughs> Stop playing. Here's Age of Sigma. Oh, and they're not in that. And you're like, oh, okay, well, I'll play Age of Sigma then. Oh, this is why. <laughs> <You know? laughs> yeah. So, like, but uh, the Tomb Kings are back, though, aren't they? In the old world, they're one of the starter the, armies, aren't they? This is the thing. So, what they've done <laughs> is basically the old world is basically a lot of people take it as an apology, like yeah. in a kind of, okay, maybe that was a mistake. Maybe, you know, I, I think the whole thing was, it was also, we talk about like sales, we talk about stuff. And the simple reason why Games Workshop had to double down on Age of Sigmar was they didn't have the resources to mm -hmm. do all of the games. They yeah. couldn't keep making the models for fantasy, making the books for fantasy, having them available in shops and having shelves, shelf space for them. Mm -hmm. So they had to go, hey, here's Age of Sigmar that's where we're putting the resources so that it makes a lot of sense for them as a you know company but um but with the old world it's very much going hey the two armies that got absolutely shafted and got like destroyed when age of sigma <laughs> came out that's who we're focusing on we're bringing both of them back because like i say tomb kings were shit because they were terrible rule wise so no one really wanted to start them and then bretonians which is the other one they're bringing mm -hmm. back which is basically like Knights of the Round Table, England. sort of King Arthur kind of knights. <laughs> yeah. these, these like French knights where they're all on horses and oh. their whole peasant levies and catapults and trebuchets and stuff. Yeah. And like, you know, beautiful damsels who are like their casters and stuff. Yeah. Like, they've been beloved throughout all of Warhammer Fantasy. But then Games Workshop just kind of ignored them. 
They just mm -hmm. kind of went like, oh, okay, we're not going to give you any a new book. We're not going to give you new rules for like two editions. Yeah. So they basically went like seven years without any new models and about seven years without any new rules. So you basically had your book from like years ago and then a sheet of paper that you printed off the Games Workshop website telling you how to adapt it for the latest edition. Like the new mechanics, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so it's like, oh, change this line to be this line, change this line to be this line. And then they're like, and then they stopped selling them in the stores, so you could only buy them on the website. And then obviously when it gets to Age of Sigma, they're like, why is no one buying this army? Why does no one want to start Bretonians? Oh, people must hate them. <laughs> they must hate the concept of it. You know, and it literally was that kind of decision. And you're like going, what? You know? <laughs> And, and this is the core problem because Games Workshop didn't speak to customers back then. It yeah. was very much, they looked at the money and went, what sells Space Marines? Okay. Yep. What, you know, what doesn't sell? Oh, Tomb Kings, Bretonians. <laughs> oh, it must be because people hate them. Not because they can't buy them in stores. Not because, you know. Yeah. But we've, we've actually made it harder to, <laughs> to, to be into this kind of thing. Yeah. <laughs> it, 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 and it's a very strange thing and it's like but it's the overall because with age of sigma they basically they a lot of the frustration was they released the stormcast eternals which are the space marine attempt mm. uh and they only focused on them for a very long time yeah to the detriment of everything else so they had all of these armies in this game and then all they would do is just release new unit upon new unit until you had like oh it's you know, elves, they you know cities of Sigma where they have like 20 units. There's only 20 models like kits available mm -hmm. for this whole army. And then Stormcast Eternals have 47. <laughs> yeah. Released within the space of about two years. All of the shops yeah. I like know in the Northeast basically just had them gathering dust. But yeah. then Games Workshop made it so that you had to buy them. So if you wanted to stock 40k, you also had to buy Age of Sigma. And Ooh, yeah. you had to buy these kits from Age of Sigma. So they were like, oh, you know, okay, in order to get 40k, you have to buy some Age of Sigma and you have to buy Stormcast Eternals. So you have <laughs> to put them there. And then they would just gather dust. They would literally just be like, no one wants these guys. You know? <laughs> and and it's the point where like literally everything they do pushes Stormcast Eternals. Like every they've done, they've made about three games for Age of Sigma, and none of them have mm -hmm. done particularly well. And all of them, the main characters you play are Stormcast Eternals. And you just yeah. going, you know, and it's not that Age of Sigmar isn't popular. I yeah. think Age of Sigmar could be really popular. It's it's in a good place rules-wise now. They've really fixed it over the course of like mm -hmm. the nine years it's been out. But they keep going, we will make these space marines work. You know, like <laughs> and you're just like, if you just released a, a game where you were having like the Ideneth Deepkin, who are like the underwater elves, and that's copyrightable because they ride, you know, turtles <laughs> and stuff. <laughs> it's a bit of a weird one because you're like, hey, they're underwater. And you're like, how do they fight my, like, ogres? <laughs> you know? yeah. like, how do they? You don't mind like, oh, they, copyrightable. So... <laughs> they brought the ocean with them. And you're like, <laughs> you know, we, we lost the game cubes. for this. <laughs> yeah, it, it is genuinely the thing. It's like, hey, they carry this permanent storm with them because they're like frozen, like, you know, ogres and stuff. <laughs> but how do they interact with the the, the water elves? How do they interact with these guys who need to be on fire or they die? Uh, <laughs> fucking, a wizard did it. Fuck it. You know, and it, it the wizard has. literally going, we lost 30 <laughs> years of cleverly planned out and sort of well-structured law for this. 
Oh, yeah. Uh, but it's the fact that it's in a really good place now. But like I say, they keep trying to make this work. And it's like, you know, stop trying to make fetch happen. It's not going to happen. <laughs> Uh, yes, there's my rant. There we go. Sorry, no, no. sorry, everyone in the chat that I pissed off by Age of Sigma rant. No, I, oh, I love really enjoyed that rant. Yeah, because that's the thing that I think. Like, I'm not saying like the video makers are like are, like scared to get into stuff, but I think like everyone's got their own sort of story, and you're getting someone's very like constructed narrative when you watch like a YouTube video that's like why is the old world good and it's like some guy making like you know 20 year old meme references like you yeah. know like south park references about mm. about like the chaos gods and stuff and like <laughs> I, I i'm liking getting this like through line from someone who lived through everything you know like <laughs> it's I've not been like through the war. i've got a twitch in one yeah. oh i've got a question yeah, is is there a canonical warhammer because I've seen a golden hammer floating floating around. Is it? <laughs> not really. Well, there oh, is. Now. Out. <laughs> Age, no, the thing is, the thing is, Age of Sigmar did make the hammer. So basically, yeah. in fantasy's been around for a while, and then through the years of fantasy, it evolves the timeline. Uh, yeah. So basically, it goes like, okay, cool. We jump. I think we jump about like fifty years ahead every edition for mm -hmm. it, kind of thing. So you have stuff going. Hey, this happened, and now this is happening and stuff. Um, and there never was until Warhammer Fantasy introduced a character called Carl Franz, who is basically well, no, oh, Carl. It introduced, <laughs> no, it introduces oh, the character of Sigmar. Oh yes, and I've Sigmar heard he's a real has, guy. <laughs> yeah, Sigmar. Well, the thing is, Sigmar was a barbarian leader. So basically, mm. he was the guy who united all of the human tribes and created the beginning of the Empire, yeah. who are one of the, like, the main human race in Warhammer Fantasy. Yeah. And he was a big barbarian who had a magical hammer called Galmaraz. I think Gulmaraz or Galmaraz. Mm -hmm. And it's a magical hammer, and basically he kills loads of people with it um, and stuff. And then this is the crazy thing, because he basically puts on... You can see where the influences are coming. So basically, <laughs> he finds a magical crown that belongs to Nagash, and then the, the crown whispers to him and makes him into a, a leader that doesn't want to do anything, almost mm. like Wormtongue is whispering in. Yeah. In <laughs> um, and then basically, he gets snapped out of it. He goes to war. He kills Nagash. And then he goes, oh, I've united all of the human tribes. I'll just wander off into the into the wasteland and then die and <laughs> yeah. that's what happens to it that's the age um, of sigma <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And, then basically, and then basically then in the end times he just pops up again being like i'm a god now and i uh, exist in space and you're like okay <laughs> but yeah but basically the uh Guralmar, uh galmaraz exists as a thing that gets passed down as the sort of like the you know the the item of office so like that a the symbol head of the yeah has it. yeah and yeah. then it means that Carl Franz in the later editions has got a Galmaraz that he takes to battle with him. And the then in... Warhammer. <laughs> yeah, and then and then basically in Age of Sigmar, I think the first big campaign they had for it, the first narrative arc that they had for all the novels was finding Galmaraz, because when the world got destroyed, Sigmar had it. But then he meets the space dragon and recreates the world and then he loses it or something, and then all of the Stormcast have to go around all of the realms and find where it is, and then he gets it and gives yeah. it back to Sigma and all, stuff. Also, I think, I think the Space Dragon had it because it's gold. I, yeah. I, it's a, I don't even know if they retconned this. You know, I would have made, sure I would have made the hammer a lot of the lore. 
with yeah. Sigmar to be like, actually, it's not as dumb as it first started out. Yeah. <laughs> but we like the dumb <laughs> law here. <laughs> but it is it's literally, you just, you know, I remember at the time being like, oh, Age of Sigmar is going to be absolutely amazing. I'm yeah. going to be able to get my friends into it. It's going to be great. And oh, what the fuck is this? Can't do <laughs> anything space with this. Dragon. What? <laughs> you know, I remember just being like, sort of, oh, shit. <laughs> and it was so embarrassing because they, they made it where the Stormcast like are these kind of like just weird things where they're like they speak in a certain way and it's so mm. cliche. It's like and so all of the books would have it where they're always sort of like, you know, Braveheart kind of things where they have their leader sort of yelling to them being like, oh, for Sigma, we'll yeah. do this thing. And yeah. they all sort of chime back together being sort of like united for sigma and yeah. just going, i know the author had an erection while writing this but it's just not reciprocated in the reading you know it, and it makes your army seem like cringe. dorks <laughs> yeah. oh, no, the, 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 the whole thing just came across really sort of like yeah. oh this is awful and the problem is you're just like okay well can we see what the other races are doing can we see what the goblins are up to and things and yeah. they were like nah not for a while so you had like three years of just going we will only hear about what the these guys are doing because yeah yeah oh, is it um, do, do, with the old world is it looking like it's gonna be more of a sort of path that you're gonna enjoy because i know like they've only just it's not really out properly yet is it like the mm. full rule books or you get like bits yeah. and pieces is it shaping up to be like have the promise they're gonna bring like the the fan favorite like races back and stuff because i know i have seen at the start of the book there's like a big timeline starting from like year zero, isn't there? And sort yeah. of getting you back up to like 2,500 or something. I can't remember. Well, the, the hilarious thing is that basically with, with Warhammer Fantasy, every army has its own timeline. Yeah. And they all remember things slightly differently. So you have to kind of, so there is no sort of definite timeline given because they like to keep it subjective. Yeah. So for instance, you have it where like the high elves and the dark elves that are basically like, you know, they've split off from each other mm -hmm. and the high elves are like, Hey, this is when this event happened. Whereas the dark elves are like, that's when we were betrayed. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that's, yeah. <laughs> that's when there's a, you know, and then it's like orcs and goblins are like, Hey, here's where we did this thing. And we just invaded all these territories. And then like, uh, you know, it's like that bit in street fight of the movie where it's just like oh, the, you know, the elves are just like, ah, no, the dark elves are like, that's when you betrayed us. And the high elves are like, to me, it was Tuesday. Yeah, uh, <laughs> it's like like to us, it, you you just wandered off and we didn't ask yeah. why. Yeah, that's, it. Like, that's when Sigma died. That's when Sigma died in this cave, and are like, who the fuck is Sigma? You know? <laughs> How does this get like, us more rats? King of the rats. It's so good, but this is the problem where the the old world is basically conceding, but also going, oh, we need to not give everything. So what ha yeah. what happened is rule wise it looks amazing. So what they've yeah. done is they basically got they've realized that the rules weren't the problem. Aside from eighth edition, they were going, hey, this requiring forty guys in a unit in order mm -hmm. for them to be good is not good because people aren't going to buy all these models. Yeah. So that what they've done is they went back to sixth edition, which was the most powerful, and then they've gone through all of the editions, including like spin off ones that only existed for like you know like little sub game. Mm -hmm. And they took all the rules and basically have put them in to make it the like the best mix of all of the different editions. 
That's my and yeah. all of the rules that they've shown are amazing. Like it's literally gone, hey, this problem that existed, we fixed it by doing this. And hey, this thing that existed, we've made this better by doing this or simpler by doing this. And it looks amazing rules wise. With races, there's a big problem. The big <laughs> division, the big complaint at the moment is the Games Workshop have said Warhammer Fantasy was the whole world. It was the yeah. whole planet where we had all these races. We had like even obscure ones that never got armed, like models, like Cathay, which is the equivalent of China, or Nippon, which is the equivalent of mm -hmm. Japan, where they have like big dragon monsters and stuff, and they have demons that work for the Manoni and stuff that are in the law, but they never got like tabletop yeah. armies or rules. Mm -hmm. um, and then what they're doing for the old world is they're just focusing on one continent, which is the map that you have in the background. Yeah. So they're basically saying this army isn't on that map, so they won't be there. <laughs> so, okay. so what they're so they're going, hey, the dark elves, they're not on that map. They're not going to be in it. So, so what they're doing is they're basically going, hey, we're only focusing on these nine armies, these nine key armies, and then we're going to release rules, like one-time rules for the armies that aren't in it, so you can still play with them, but mm -hmm. we're not going to be keeping them on. So yeah, as like the game that... evolves mm -hmm. and they bring out new high elf rules, they're yeah. not going to update Skaven. They're just going to okay. go, hey, Skaven are gone now. You know, but and you can said still, that you're not you allowed still... to play with them in. Uh, you're not allowed to play oh. with them in official events. Yeah. Oh, okay. Right. It would just this, be this, like the backlash online has been insane about this yeah. because they basically went, "Hey, you know Skaven? Have you been playing Vermintide and you're in love with like the idea of doing a crazy rat army? Yeah. You can't use them in official events, but here's a uh, PDF rules for them if you want to play with your mates. Yeah, uh, but they are in Age of Sigmar still, and you're like, <laughs> stop trying to push it, stop. Trying yeah, to push yeah, it. and that's exactly it. It's like stop trying to fucking push it. Like you know, it's, just... <laughs> it's interesting though because like it's weird. Like I've noticed this about like nerd groups, and it's not just like this kind of thing. People are very cautious of like playing like off official. So like mm. games workshop, like you were saying, like oh, it's not official. But there's plenty of people who don't really care about whether they're playing official. They just want to like get yeah. in the game. Yeah. And like I think if more places were happy to run unofficial tournaments and stuff, like mm. I think nerds could have a bit more fun. But I think everyone's very tied to the brands at the moment, and they're like, no, yeah. if it's not official, I can't acknowledge it. <laughs> this. This is the this is the really fascinating thing for me as someone mm -hmm. who's like very interested in like the evolution of things and like you know sort of cultural relevance and whatnot. Yeah. It's the idea of that. This I wonder if this will be different from that because the mm -hmm. whole point is Games Workshop killed off Warhammer Fantasy. They mm -hmm. killed off like you know the old world and all of this, and then the community came together to keep it alive. Yeah. So yeah. what happened is, and also the reason they might be bringing back the old world is to get that slice of pie back basically because <laughs> uh, what happened is they killed off the old world and then loads of other miniature companies were like oh okay well we'll make the miniatures that they didn't so they're like oh it's free reign now we can just yeah. make our own elf armies and now you know literally i'm sub i'm subscribed to a patreon that do like entire army a month for mm -hmm. 3d printing where they design an entire warhammer army like cafe like you know they, they yeah, never yeah. got games workshop models yeah. they're like hey, here's a full army that you can just 3D print for like £10 a month. Mm -hmm. uh, and then you got uh, people that came together to make the new rules. They went, hey, Cathay never got an army book. Here is a perfectly 
play-tested and balanced mm. army book in the exact format that Games Workshop used to release them in, yeah. with our own custom artwork and stuff for it, and all of the lore that we've written ourselves based upon the novels and stuff, mm -hmm. you know, that you can basically go and send off to get bound and, you know, printed and stuff. And that's been happening for the last nine years. The game continued. Mm -hmm. And the reason why the old world, in my opinion, is called the old world is because uh, there was a ninth edition, but it was a fan <laughs> edition. So oh, they went 8th yeah. edition, and then ninth edition is the fan edition, and Games Workshop's put in this position of going, do we accept that the ninth edition happened without our consent <laughs> and release the old world as 10th edition, or yeah. do we give it a whole new name and go, hey, it's a different timeline, you know. Uh, is it, um, is, it does... <clears throat> Does like a Warhammer have a kind of thing where that D and D has, where there's a sort of a, a rough, fair use of the rule set? Like, like are these people? There, there wasn't. There wasn't. Yeah. But it's happened because of the destruction of fantasy. Yeah. So it's this idea, and the, the problem, like I was saying, the problem we have now is that this is what we've had for the past nine years, and people accept this. People have gone, wow, these fan rules are actually better than the official ones we're getting. Yeah. Because, like, a lot of the, like, the current edition of uh, Warhammer 40,000, which is a 10th edition, I've stopped playing it because mm -hmm. I think it's wank. It's just, <laughs> it hasn't really been tested. It's just very convoluted. And it's like you say, it's a lot of rolling dice and a lot mm -hmm. of kind of, oh, a game took five hours. So we just gave up <laughs> halfway through. Yeah, um, or someone just like sees it... sees you carrying all the dice and like I quit, <laughs> like you win. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it's this thing, and you just go, oh well, you know, it's more fun to play fantasy. The problem is, we're so used to doing fan stuff for fantasy that mm. now the Games Workshop have turned around and said, hey, these armies they're not going to be supported, so you can't play dark elves, you can't play skaven, you can't play vampires. Can you imagine, like? The the thing that got me into the game, they're yeah. like, oh, these don't they don't exist anymore, and we're not yeah. going to do new models. So basically, the community has just come together and said, okay, cool. Well, we'll just use fan rules then. Yeah. And all of the major tournament organizers are like, hey, yeah, we're going to totally do tournaments that you know, like around the world and in LA and stuff for playing the old world. Mm -hmm. But we will allow fan rules in this massive event that has like thousands of people coming to it. Yeah. And that is that has not been done before but obviously th this is unprecedented it's like you know if they got rid of magic the gathering and then 10 years later picked it back up again and then went oh well just ignore all of the yeah. other stuff that's happened in the middle so and and hopefully that's going to pressure games workshop to rethink to go yeah. like actually maybe we do put skaven back into it properly or maybe yeah. in the next edition we widen the scope of the game to be the whole world if it's doing well you know yeah because i feel like with tabletop stuff especially it's so easy to be like okay we're gonna throw these guys aboard and we're gonna write like a, a cool book in mm. like in this area that hasn't seen a lot of love for a while but like it has the fans because like D D do that occasionally where they'll be like Oh, here's like you know we've just wrote an entire magic school plotline because everyone you know loves Harry Potter and Strixhaven mm. is from like uh, Magic the Gathering I think and it's like and now you can like you know play your sort of wizard school fantasy so like and then that just bakes itself into like the rest of the game because you can use the spells and abilities and I feel like that works really well with tabletop where mm. you you want people to get creative and you do want like fan ideas to crop up because. Like you say, sometimes they're better than the real ones. Yeah. And I think the 
the companies who pick that up in a nice way, like don't just steal it from the fans or anything and make it official. Like the companies that realize that in a good way, I think they're the ones that sort of stick in people's like hearts and minds is like, oh, you know, I'm proud to be part of this. I'm not like fighting against Games Workshop constantly. Yeah. <laughs> well, it, it, it's really strange what's happened actually, because basically the problem is Games Workshop got rid of Warhammer Fantasy and then they finally finally released their grip on the ip a bit yeah because they were they would never allow anything before they were like here's one warhammer fantasy video game and then they had like three warhammer 40k ones but they mm. were like really strict about it and stuff like the warhammer fantasy game they made they made an mmr mmorpg yeah, yeah yeah made a massive one of them and then they just took the license away after a while and went oh no you're not allowed to use it anymore and then they just had to shut down this thing that still had like hundreds of thousands of players yeah. it's interesting because uh, like that like warhammer it's all i would say it's only just recently started crossing over into like the mainstream like video game mm-hmm. players but it's purely because they relaxed their ip yeah they went they they went hey we've destroyed this world now so yeah let's just give it to this game studio mm-hmm. and then hilariously they gave it to uh the company that does total war mm-hmm. like you know those games and released Total War Warhammer, which was yeah. basically a Total War game with all of the Warhammer fantasy world and stuff in it. Yeah. And it became the biggest game of the year. It won all of the awards. It was basically an absolute massive success. And Games Workshop kind of went, oh, fuck. You know, like, it was hilarious. They literally had an email that went round saying, hey, you've played this game of the year. Do you want to buy the models now? Well, you can't. <laughs> yeah you know like literally hey do you want to get into it on the tabletop now uh you know and it was nuts because it was literally like they were like hey you know carl franz this guy who has this magical hammer who's the head of the empire and rides a giant griffin you can buy the model for him but he's not called carl franz now because he's dead <laughs> he's called empire no free guild general riding great griffin but we changed <laughs> it to something else because griffin's not copyrightable and it was literally like you play the game you play sort of warhammer uh like total war and you have a heinrich kemmler who is my favorite character in warhammer fantasy lore and you'd be like oh he's amazing i'll search for him on the website oh he's not he doesn't exist anymore <laughs> okay you know or, or the worst hilarious thing is he did you could still buy that model yeah but they didn't call him heinrich kemmler anymore they just called him necromancer so okay. if you search the website for him, you wouldn't find that. Model. <laughs> right. But I just remember that this this email that went around basically going, "Hey, you've you know you've played the game now, buy the models." But you can't. there's only about five of them that you can still buy. We killed so... them. <laughs> We're sorry. Yeah, we, we killed them a lot. <laughs> and then obviously, and, and and then obviously they brought like Total War uh, Warhammer one, then two, then three. They brought it everything. They and they even brought out armies that had never been on the tabletop, like mm. Cathay. They, Cathay and Kislev, Kislev is basically Russia, so it's all <laughs> people riding polar bears and ice switches and stuff. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, like, basically Russia. <laughs> uh, and the, but the hilarious thing was that with Cathay, it, this is just the craziest thing, because it's so meta in a weird way, that for Cathay for the video game, yeah. in order to play them, in order to make them in the video game, they made a whole army book for them, and they made all the rules so you could play them in the 8th edition of the game, like the last one before they destroyed it, Yeah. in order to balance it within the video game, because that's how they'd done everything. 
And to do that, they use the fan rules and the yeah. fan sort of like lore and stuff and the fan kind of design to make the video game. <laughs> you know, so it's but, this weird thing of going, oh, okay, so technically the fan stuff made it into the video game. Yeah. And you know, that then makes it yeah. into the old world. <laughs> so it's kind of, you know, oh, okay, you know. And did, like, I don't know if you know, but like, did they actually like have to reach out to the fans that made that and sort of give them credit, like pay them? Like, I don't think they did. I mean, no, because it was like dodgy legal ground. <laughs> but this is the this is the frustrating thing about it. The corporate bullshit is basically yeah. be like about six months ago. I mean, might have been might have been like you know longer, mm-hmm. but six months ago, Games Workshop literally did a whole cop a cease and desist on the fan rules. They basically mm. went, hey, you've been serving the community for like nine years now kind of thing. Everyone loves your stuff. You're now not allowed to do any Screw of it. You it. have to take Screw all of it down from the internet. <laughs> yeah. So it's, yeah, because it's like, hey, you're using some of our artwork and you're using some of the, the wording that is from our rule book because you didn't change that particular rule or whatnot. Yeah, it's because we have to because so it has to be the rules. <laughs> yeah. yeah, they're yeah. like going, hey, we're taking this back now after like abandoning yeah. it. But but it, it is just very annoying that they literally did all of this stuff that they wouldn't have done because they let their grip go and then it became massively successful and then they went, hey, we can't actually sell any models because of this because it's like going... Hey, do you love, you know, hey, do you love like um Tomb Kings and like all of their like skeletal chariots and sort of like, you know, <laughs> big like stone constructs and stuff? Well, here's gold space marines for you attacked <laughs> with lightning hammers. You know, and it was promised and it was just more this idea bones. of going, oh well, missed the boat there, you know. And, yeah. And see, you know, that that's also a factor of them bringing the old world back is to t- kind of go, oh, it wasn't the setting and the lore at all. It yeah. was just you know, money, and we expected it to do as well as the behemoth of 40k. Yeah, it's oh, it's it is so interesting just seeing how like game companies like CEOs work, and it's like just have a just have a quick chat with the with the fans, like not yeah. every fan, but just get a quick oh. like overview and be like, you know, what what are people like looking for here, like, um, which is that's why. So like tabletop is very like at the moment D and D fifth edition focused mm. and it's very hard to get people astray from that. But like mm. if you just take like a little peek outside on like itch.io yeah. at, at the, like the independent games people are making, they're so interesting and stuff. And it was just so hard to like get people to play them and to get the big companies to change anything. Like, cause they're like, yeah. Oh, we've, we've done our rule set. It's perfect. And everyone's like, but yet you see every fan base like twisting 5e rules to fit like different sort of like yeah. settings and it's like could just find another game or yeah. like you know D could you know just help out a little bit but no people are like sort of stuck it's very the rules strange is the rules yeah I, I think it's just, there's a level of distrust i think like yeah. and this is the weird thing where there's a there's a kind of oh but like for, for warhammer it's like oh but games workshop know all the things they know all the things so we have to trust that they do things better yeah so and you know like this is a weird thing like we've got it where when someone makes fan rules for warhammer like we talk about the warhammer armies project we talk about like the ninth age which was basically another ninth Mm -hmm. edition uh that was is very popular in europe but not that popular in the uk yeah um but basically like when you create a new unit and you go hey i've created this special character and he works like this or whatever there's an innate kind of oh, you're going to make him super powerful so yeah. that you win the game and stuff. And you're like, no, I've 
I've given him balance. I've given him flaws and stuff like that. But they won't, you know, they won't trust you. They'll be like, oh, well, you know. And if you do win the battle using him, then yeah. you're just like, oh, well, that's because you fucking cheated because you made your fan rules and stuff. Yeah, he's yeah, I think it's this idea of <laughs> trusting the other, trusting the big faceless other to do the thing. It's like people believing in God, I guess, you know, being sort of like, <laughs> Oh well, you know, God did that and we can't question him, but if a man did it, oh, oh, you know, he'd do it to his own benefit, you know. An emperor Not did the guy it who drowned his... the fucking world. But, yeah. you know. What about an emperor who is like a god? Well, <laughs> you must worship. Exactly. And what about his chair, 50, but... what about his 50 identical clone sons or whatever? <laughs> oh, I can't even pick it like I in, in research for this, because I thought we were going to talk a lot more about 40k than I'm probably comfortable talking about. It's, no, it's, I mean, uh, we don't know. I went into, yeah. I went down YouTube rabbit holes. And I, was I did like, a little bit too. What the fuck is going on with this? You know, like, what the <laughs> fuck is, you know, because it just literally like, you know, we had it where the emperor gets, the emperor kind of gets killed, but his soul is still lingering on. And yeah. so he's basically, he's, he's kept alive, fragile through a thing called the Golden Throne that keeps him like permanently like alive. But now the law is actually he's trapped by the Golden Throne. And then <laughs> if he if they turned the machine off, it would actually he'd regenerate back to his like standard self. So there's mm. a conspiracy where the people are trying to keep God captured so he doesn't do all of this stuff but then there's some people who know about it and there's some people who don't know about it so there's factions vying to try and get to him to turn off the golden throne but then they realize that if they did wake him back up he'd be so angry he'd destroy the entire universe and he's sitting there being like <laughs> you know like literally where the fucking youtube ad break becomes a bit of a palate cleanser and you're yeah sitting there being like oh thanks fuck for you grammarly <laughs> <laughs> Please talk about better health. <laughs> yeah, no, for a second. I need, I need it now. But I think, I, I think it. me and Adam did it uh, best with Forty K, where we just jumped into Dark Tide, and then yeah. I watched like a few law videos and stuff, and I'm like, but my my interest kind of stopped at like our our hyperspace is us going through hell portals and i'm kind of like yeah. cool you get on with that and we and we drive yeah. massive cathedrals through space like they're our capital ships it's like yeah. this it is like it's it's simultaneously like the most metal thing i've ever heard of but also like the like the lamest thing also like it's yeah. like it's as if like a 14 year old like drew it like the church is so evil, man. Like <laughs> yeah. they're going to bulldoze is... and destroy a world with their flying church. <laughs> I, 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 I can't even defend it. I can't even, I can't yeah. even like when you're saying this is something a 14 year old would come up with. It's yeah. like, yeah, the, but <laughs> the, 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 the probably, you know, they probably did though. Didn't they? Cause I'm guessing the game designers were, were probably making this in like the late teens and stuff. Cause that's usually how these like massive, like, like project start it's some like yeah. a few metalheads get together and make like doom and then suddenly that is like, exactly the world is changed is. <laughs> like the heart of games workshop when it first yeah. started is just metalheads like yeah. metalheads just be like this what would be fucking badass this you know how about and it, and, and by the way the, the church ship runs on blood <laughs> <laughs> it really is as well it's like oh yeah. we got noise marines and they fight with sonic guitars yeah, uh, you know. and what? Oh, you know, like when we were playing that game, Adam. Like what? Like yeah. the, we just took it at face value, but they were like, yeah. upload this into the servo skull, and it was just like a skull <laughs> flying around yeah, with like yeah, a little yeah. jetpack. It was great. I think that the the thing about 40k is 40k <laughs> is quite wonderful because like 
the the whole setting okay is after the apocalypse so yeah. there is an event in the timeline called the horus heresy and it's basically it ends with the emperor dying yeah so the, the emperor dies but then for some reason and this is very badly described just through about 50 novels <laughs> you know, so it's still very vague despite fuck tons of pages yeah uh, it's basically like some somehow the technology went away and everyone just kind of forgot how everything worked yeah uh, so it means that everything is remnants of this ancient mega culture yeah and nobody quite knows how to fix any of it so they just find stuff and just be like, oh, okay, we have this gun, but it's the only one we have, and we can't repair it, and we have this ship, but it's half of it doesn't work. Yeah, so uh, so like it's... so would is it like how they've got this like one gun and it becomes a sort of like a relic in a, a way. Yeah. Even though it's technology. They, but yeah. They worship the technology. Yeah. It's literally it's like this idea of like, you know, Jesus is like, you know, foreskin or something. If that was like a <laughs> you know, like a holy relic where someone's yeah. like, Oh, I possess the foreskin. As if it was um, Jesus like laser rifle. <laughs> yeah, that's it. You know, and it and, and it has crazy stuff where they have like this religious blessing of weapons and stuff where they're yeah. just like you know, like we joke about the holy hand grenade from Monty yeah. Python, but it's yeah. basically that. It's basically the idea of oh let my bolter shells run yeah. through in this. I think I think I did that at the end at the end of our like play session. I think I went to like some guy who gave me like a like a buff on my axe, and it's like yeah, yeah. You, like he like he blessed it with yeah. more killing power. And it, that's kind of the wonderful thing about it. It's this idea yeah. of just going how surreal this is that you've got mm-hmm. these mad like nutters who have turned technology into a religion. Yeah. The, everything is kind of falling apart and they're kind of gaffer taping it back together again while trying to fight against every other entity in the galaxy yeah. wanting to destroy them and like uh, you know you, you were know, saying it's like it's like after an apocalypse like yeah but they also like the way they write it the vibe is that there's just nowhere for normal humans to live like nicely like everything like yeah. sucks <laughs> it is, but this is this is why 40k is called grimdark yeah. Like where they created a term for it called Grimdark, which basically is this dystopia of the future, where they're yeah. just going, oh, you're an orc. Life will be hell. Yeah. Oh, you're an Imperial Guard. Life is a hell. You know, it's like, oh, you're a space <laughs> marine. Yeah. Life is just constant war, and you have you can't have sex, because hilariously, <laughs> all space marines are sterile. So you're just going like, so you're telling me that my entire perfectly painted army of blood angels of virgins <laughs> yeah <laughs> you know, you're be like wow no wonder you gravitated towards these dave christ no wonder you have a giant chainsaw and feel the need to jam it into yeah, people it. Oh, <laughs> stick this in someone who's like, oh, for compensation are you dude but you know it's a... but yeah like i've it heard it very I've... much this idea I've heard it so. described as well as like you know because we would like obviously like a lot of the 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 story themes are like you know over like like fascism like taken to like the ultimate like apex i've seen people (laughs) yeah i've seen people say that it's sort of refreshing in a way because like everyone is evil so you can sort of tell stories in that kind of with that mindset of well if my in my head canon if my army's doing this like they're the they're the only good ones sort of thing like and everyone else sucks 
this is what's hilarious about 40k is that there are no good guys. Yeah. Like, it's literally everyone. And it's. Is it, is it, true is it, are those because... yellow space marines good, but everyone hates them? Did I hear that somewhere in some video? <laughs> it's, it's an old one. Because the, the problem is that basically, like, the space marines are basically a fascist regime where yeah. they basically. What they what they do is in order to protect everything and you know parallels to Nazi Germany, but in order to sort of protect their identity and protect what they hold dear, they have to just do everything with an iron fist and basically yeah. rule over things. Like to keep the emperor alive, they have to sacrifice about forty thousand psychic people a day. But they <laughs> they have people. Yeah. I think it's something like that where basically they have to get so there's there's just a permanent queue of people being executed <laughs> to get to the emperor. And he's the guy keeping, you know, because they have to keep the emperor alive. Oh, this is so bizarre. I don't even know if this is still law. But basically, when I played, the law is, well, when I started, the law was that the emperor needs to be kept alive because his psychic power creates a beacon in the universe that becomes basically the north point. Yeah. So every single bit of <laughs> compass or map or any part of space travel is only possible if they know that up is up. Yeah, yeah. And if he if he gets switched off or he dies, that point will go in the galaxy and no one will know how this planet is this planet or be able yeah, to Yeah, like navigation anywhere. goes out yeah, the window. <laughs> it's basically it's almost like June if you got rid of like Arrakis and then no yeah. one can travel through space anymore. Yeah. yeah. But let's not talk about parallels there because um, <laughs> you know all copyrightable um but yeah and and the problem is they will they literally kill forty thousand innocent people every day yeah just wow. to keep him alive and keep this corpse sort of generating this psychic beacon and then what they do is they go oh well the forces of chaos are basically corrupting so anyone at any point can start being tempted by demons yeah, and if they get tempted by demons, then they might start an insurrection. So they have to kill everyone that they suspect of slightly an injustice or going, "Oh, this guy," and it's got to argue a case for being the good guys when you yeah. just like, "Oh, I just murdered this child because he, you know, like he was know, corrupt, <laughs> prayed to Slanesh or something." You know, that was an uh, interesting thing that I really liked about the chaos uh, gods mm. as well, which obviously like goes through all of the sort of lore but they're not they're, they're the not... only thing that exists in every yeah. all games workshop games yeah except but Lord of the Rings, what, what i like about them is is that because they're like chaos they obviously are like a blight on the land and stuff but also they can't really exist without the war happening and stuff mm -hmm. and like people so like it, they can't kill everyone because then they have like nothing to do it's this kind of weird push and pull cycle that they get in. I, I did like that idea yeah. where it's like, you know, they can't just wipe out all of the humanity. They have to keep the chaos rolling and sort of like, yeah. it's fun. It's fun to think and about. It, <laughs> it is. It's, it, it's this crazy thing of basically like, you know, they want to destroy everything. It's, it's the whole like, you know, the, the Joker's metaphor from the yeah. Dark Knight where it's like, you, yeah. know, you're, you know, you're a dog chasing a car, but you don't know what you do with it when you get to it. Yeah, you and can't, you can't why... actually kill Batman because then why is he doing anything anymore? <laughs> yeah. And it, it, it's this whole thing and it, it's obviously like why the war, when when the, the Chaos Gods destroy the Warhammer world and bring about Age of Sigma, they're like, oh well, time to move on to another planet and just 
have another crazy game kind of thing. Yeah. And then obviously they come back when they go, oh, what's this? You know, they're probably probably happy. They're like, oh, look, our favorite player things are back. (laughs) Like, you know, we're we're doing this again. (laughs) But the hilarious thing with the Chaos Gods is that they mostly fight against each other. Yeah. So the whole thing is like a lot of their actual internal war against each other is played out through the galaxy so everything yeah. is like their playthings where they're basically going like oh you know like nurgle's being sort of like oh i'm gonna piss off zinch a bit and i'm gonna uh create you know corrupt this entire planet make yeah. them all into weird plague obsessed like you know cultists and stuff mm-hmm. and then i'm gonna like do this in order to lessen zinch's power in order for me to get a one-up on him in the warp and whatnot <laughs> and then yeah it, it, it it's really fun like this idea that they just and the fact that they're inevitable, like the fact of they can't be destroyed. Like, yeah, because they they're, always... they're like concepts really, aren't they? Like, like Nurgle is the sort of like pestilency type of like disease, like constant. Yeah. And then there's like a time one and a, a death one. I can't remember the other one. <laughs> Wait, Nurgle bizarrely represents life and permanence. Yeah. So the idea of things rotting and you know things rotting and being born into life and stuff yeah, like flowers like blooming and then wilting and then dying yeah. this cycle this normality so basically nurgle represents time working perfectly like you know everything being the way it should be mm-hmm. whereas zinch who's his opposite represents magic and knowledge and changing things not things not running properly like yeah. bringing the dead back to life bringing um <laughs> sort of like you know, going, hey, you, you think that's how gravity works? Fuck yeah. you. You know, <laughs> and then you have like, you know, sort of, then you have like, uh, you know, Slanesh who represents uh, hedonism and, yes, you know, it's like emotion. And violence and it's like yeah, all like emotions. Pain. Yeah. Yeah, that, that's it. Pain. He's basically like sort of like, you know, like, uh, you know, Hellraiser themes and stuff like that. Yeah. Like all of the, basically the seven deadly sins are what Slanesh represents. Like yeah. all of those like facets of ourselves. And then you have Korn who just wants to kill, but hates the idea of disorder, hates yeah. the idea of like enjoying yourself. Like it's literally mm-hmm. just like, no, 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 get up and kill everyone. Uh, and you <laughs> have to be the best at what you do. You have to have martial prowess and you have to have rules. You have to have, you know, you have to do war this way and you have to sort of, you know, kill loads of people and you, you can't have feelings and you can't play around with magic like some bloody sissy. You know, and obviously, <laughs> Him and Slanesh hate each other because oh, Slanesh is like, hey, that. chill, just just have sex with loads of people and then <laughs> take loads of drugs, yeah. you know, and then, oh. So you've got to you do know. all that and not enjoy it or be the best at it. Yeah. This is the thing. It's like literally this idea of like Cornates just being like crazy nutters who, yeah. And then hilariously, it's not, it's, it's old law, so it's not really accepted nowadays, but yeah. like the fans accept it, is that there's a fifth, there's loads of chaos gods, but they're like very minor, like, you know, little, in, you know how in the Hercules Disney movie where it's got like, you know, <laughs> yeah. panic and, uh, what is it? Where the pain. tiny little guys compared yeah. to sort of yeah, pain guys, and panic. exist. <laughs> is it fear and panic or is it? I think it's pain, isn't it? Pain and panic. There we go. Yeah, yeah. Um, you have, <laughs> but you have like a fifth chaos god, Malal, who is the god of hatred, uh, or Malice, uh, who's the god of hatred, who basically is like, let's kill the chaos gods, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. including me. <laughs> yeah. Who is? The, obviously the fifth most powerful because he has no followers because the yeah. whole thing about them is the only person who is mad enough to worship someone who just wants everything in the world to die and hate everything 
are nutters who are suicidal. Like these people who are just like, yeah. I've lost everything. I'm going to play it to myself to Malal and go on a crazy last, you know, <laughs> bender around the universe, taking out whoever I can. And you're just going like, I wonder why he doesn't have the most followers. Like, <laughs> yeah. All of the gods, you know? And there but, is like, this... all the chaos gods are low key terrified of him because they're just yeah. going like, he's probably going to be the end of us. You know? Yeah. And, and like we we sort of roughly you did roughly like touch on like the orcs but like they've got a fun mechanic as well where like their magic is based on like belief it's not <laughs> like some some people say like the orcs like if they think they can do something it will happen but it's more like if collectively enough of them believe in a cause it will like mm. cause orc magic that will help yeah. them with the cause <laughs> it, it... Basically, yeah, it is one of the funniest things in the whole thing. And they kind yeah. of tried to retcon it in a couple yeah. of editions. And then they just brought it back because everyone was like, no, that's not how orcs work. You know, yeah. you I know you write this shit, but no. <laughs> uh, you know, it's like people rebelled against the new canon. But uh, yeah, it's it's like the, in 40k, you have the Eldar and you have the normal Eldar and the dark Eldar, who, yeah. they're now called Drukari because that's copyrightable. Oh, and the yes. other ones are called Eldari. <laughs> Um, now, because that's copyrightable. Uh, space means are now called Adeptus Astartes, I think. Um, oh. I sounds like a yeah. disease. Yeah, because it, like it sounds like something I got at the clinic, you know, diagnosed with at the clinic a couple of weeks ago. But um, look, it was a difficult Christmas. Christ. Get yourself checked oh, out, kids. Nobody's judging me. Oh my God, I've got Adeptus Astartes. Oh, Christ. No sitting for me. Praise um, the Emperor. <laughs> but yeah, but basically, um, blah, 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 what was I talking about? Yeah. Orcs. um or magic, yeah, no. orc magic. Uh, the Eldar are like known as being the most psychically proficient in the Ooh. galaxy and they're all honed magic and stuff. But the reality is the orcs might be the most psychic race in the entire galaxy. They're just yeah. too stupid to know it. Yeah. Where they're all inherently psychic, but to the point where they if they believe something exists, it will. So the way it works is basically if they if someone creates a gun, okay, like they just get some bits of metal, sellotape them together, use a soldering iron on it and then paint it red they're like this is my cannon yeah. and it will work because they believe it'll work but they are so uncoordinated they can't use this amazing power to actually sort of take over the fucking universe yeah they just go so and it has loads of fun things where basically like other races kind of capture orc vehicles like they capture orc vehicles and they capture orc guns and stuff and then they're like this shouldn't work. How there is no gun. There's no barrel. Like yeah. you know, and it's, it's, like loads like... Of, it's like loads of cork cans just like yeah. together. <laughs> like it's literally this idea where they had because orcs believe that if something is red, it is faster yeah. than it is. Yeah, so yeah. if the orc vehicles are painted red, they are more powerful than yeah. if they're not. Yeah. Which like, and it's purely because they believe it. You know. Yeah. Uh, that's that's. That's the thing about like Warhammer that's that seems fun is like there's lots of like cool concepts which maybe like like some like you say play into gameplay others don't but it's just nice to have like the so much fleshed out stuff to dig into because then you yeah. can like read like ancillary books and be like well I don't fancy playing this weekend but I could like you know read about like my favorite characters yeah. and stuff like that yeah. It's like it's like a nice thing to have, but yeah, I do love like some inventive like backstories because when we were criticizing them for like wanting to to sort of copyright things, it's not because they were like ripping off Tolkien. It's just like there's some terms that are kind of like embedded now mm. in society, and like yeah. like you said, they could have just instead of destroying the universe, they could have just quickly wrote a thing 
and been like, we are renaming ourselves to this, and it sort of like yeah. catches on, and it sort of happens to everyone. To be honest, you don't have to explain why the orcs now <laughs> use a different spelling. I don't think anyone really would mind, yeah. like, if you want to copyright yeah. something. <laughs> it, it is. It, it, it's a difficult one because it's like, but you know, you, we have loads of stuff where you're like, how does this work? Like, for instance, I think it's because, you know, like, like think of Thor, think of the Marvel character Thor. Yeah. He yeah. has, he's called Thor. He has like one of the enemies, you know, very early on is like Malekith, mm-hmm. who is like a famous character of legend and stuff. And you're just like mm-hmm. going, Marvel haven't been too bad. But it's because they cleverly use legend rather than yeah. Tolkien. Yeah, because that's you what know, you said that the sort of went to ripping off Norse mythology at a point because yeah, Louis like you Sigmar can't because they were like, yeah. oh well, we can't get done for this if yeah. we just make it, you know. Yeah, it's it's like how Marvel can be like, we've got Disney's Hercules and also Marvel's Hercules. <laughs> Neither yeah. of them yeah. have anything to do with like the legend Hercules apart from just yeah. based on. <laughs> but they're not him. They're not the naked man who fought the lion. <laughs> don't, don't think that. No. <laughs> it, it, it's really good. Like, I, I watched a video of like how inaccurate Disney's Hercules is. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like no. actually the, the source material. You know, they just like, made oh, it okay. they made it fun. They just like glossed and they put like glossed over everything they could and were like, look, this is gonna be a kick ass musical. Yeah. And the the well, boys um, are gonna love it. <laughs> I mean to be fair, I'm I'm thinking we probably won't be able to talk for much longer. So I just no, thought I'd sort of point out Do it. how happy I am that the old world is coming back. And yeah. you were there with me because we knew, well, I knew how, well, we as the fantasy community knew how popular the old world would be. Yeah. And it's kind of wonderful that a game that, you know, the, the line from Games Workshop was always, we got rid of this game because it didn't sell very well. Yeah. And it wasn't selling what we expected. But when they did the pre-orders for the old world, they sold out worldwide in about two hours. <laughs> yeah. So basically, yep. all, all of the books never so. The, the day that I was meeting up with you, yeah, yeah, yeah. I had to queue outside a Games Workshop like I was 14 years old again. So it was a full <laughs> nostalgia because Games Workshop had a thing where, oh, if you go onto our website, you will be put into a digital queue where you will get given a number. And then basically when that number comes up, you'll be able to go into the website and add the products to your basket. But if you go into one of our stores, you bypass the whole queuing system and you can just go straight onto yeah. the computer there. Yeah. Uh, and I queued outside a Games Workshop and then dropped about 400 quid on <laughs> yeah. like buying every book, every model, everything they had available yeah. for it. And it was good because I know people that literally were in the queue for two and a half hours, right. like lo- yeah. went onto the website, got told, hey, you, your wait time is more than an hour. Like and then two and a half hours later, <laughs> they get let onto the website. And then it's like, oh, the books are all gone now. You yeah. can't buy the rules anymore. <laughs> We've sold out every single copy of this. And we're book making we have. more. <laughs> yeah, but this this is the big frustrating thing because they have turned around and said, "Oh, you know all of the cards and the dice, like you know the, yeah. the helper cards that I was talking about. Yeah. We're not going to reprint them." So you just going to have you the waited, old ones. You you waited. No, you can't even use the old ones because oh. it, it literally you don't have cards now. So you play <laughs> this new edition of the game without any cards yeah. because oh. we only made like you know ten thousand of them or something, and they've all sold out. <laughs> and the yeah, and obviously people are a bit like, 
I I waited in a queue for hours. And this is the problem where you have like Japan, Australia and Japan, they literally because they're sort of hours ahead, like sort of five, you know, seven yeah. uh like hours ahead, it basically meant that when their pre-order started, everything was gone. They kind right. of got onto the website and it was like, yeah, it doesn't exist anymore and we won't be reprinting it. So <laughs> Games Workshop are now in a position where it's going, but you will, won't you? <laughs> you know, you, yeah, you but would be very, very stupid not to go, let's make more of these. Yeah, it's <laughs> like distribution stuff's in a really weird spot with like games and, and sort of like nerd stuff. Like everyone seems to be erring on the side of don't print enough. Well, yeah, that's fun because you get to tell like your stockholders like we sold out every store in the entire world, and it's like yeah, yeah, but you could have sold more <laughs> because it Wait, sold out for a problem. reason. It's <laughs> when everything that uh, stakeholders hear is through yeah. the uh, through the mouths of marketers or marketing yeah. departments makes the world a bit of a shit place if i'm perfectly honest because if, obviously if the there market, was more if know, there was more shareholders who would go on like like facebook groups and yeah, like yeah. check out what the actual <laughs> the word on the, the marketing department's going to be like oh my god we sold every unit it's absolutely amazing yeah. and they're not mentioning the bit where it's like if we made more we could have sold far more copies and, and we've pissed loads yeah. of people off because we didn't make enough you know yeah. that's the thing in it like they never they never take into the account the part where you piss people off because yeah. there's like there's definitely been like pokemon card stuff where i just haven't been able to get and it's like okay mm. i guess i just give up on that now mm. and like that's well, it i'll spend my money well, somewhere else this weekend <laughs> But this is the thing, it's like, I don't know if it works like this for card games and stuff, but the big problem with digital uh, sculpting and yeah. 3D printers being a thing, mm. like, within about an hour of all of the stuff being sold out, like, you can't buy this model anymore, Yeah, a guy's like, hey, join my Patreon, I have a perfect sculpt of that exact model that you yeah. can 3D print now. And, you know, and it's like, oh, but, and people probably wouldn't be going for that if they could have bought the model off the yeah. web store, but yeah. they didn't make enough of them and they haven't, they can't say guaranteed when they're going to be back in stock. So, it's, so no, I've got to ask it, you, have, you, have you got a 3D printer? I do every uh, <laughs> That means he's going to be pumping out his own <laughs> miniatures with no, his own head on them. <laughs> this, is, this, this, this is the big problem because it's like, I don't enjoy 3D printing. I don't, yeah. I don't like 3D printed models, but it's like, because... You couldn't do stuff like, for instance, I've made a Nippon army, yeah. uh, you know, for Warhammer Fantasy because it got fan rules. It got like models like designed by a company that look amazing and they're made yeah, to fit yeah. in with existing Warhammer stuff. Yeah. And I printed it all off and it looks amazing. But it's this idea of I would have bought the Games Workshop models yeah. if they existed exactly. and if I could buy them. <laughs> and, and this is the thing. It's like in the past, you couldn't do that. If, you know, you couldn't go into Photoshop and make your own Pokemon cards, yeah. or make your own Magic the Gathering cards, you had to wait until you got that fucking Black Lotus or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, nowadays, you could probably just print one and then ask your mate, like, hey, I've got, I've put these in my deck kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. You know, they're not official, but, you know. Yeah, I definitely maybe. like that. We still do that to this day. Like, we'll make proxy decks and then slowly piece them together as real you know as we get the cards and stuff yeah that's you, you literally hit the nail on the head like that's just 3d printing is just not something that used to exist like you couldn't yeah. you couldn't download a file and then be like it's making a real thing in my house like, yeah that's something that couldn't happen before 
<laughs> it is it's difficult like it's it's this idea of what we're this is probably a bigger subject for like a different podcast oh but yeah, yeah. What, what we're seeing in the world at the moment is massive change in how we do things yeah. so we have it where basically 3d printing is making a lot of stuff in like pointless like mm -hmm. where games workshop need to have a plan for going people probably won't pay 50 pounds for five space marines in a couple <laughs> yeah. of years time because of 3d printing and mm -hmm. it's the same way with ai art and stuff where mm -hmm. it's just going people probably won't rely on this they will use computers to generate concepts or these things and the jobs that get affected because of these yeah. changes in the world it's like it's like when the loom was invented like mm -hmm. we're just going what you can't have looms because that'll like what are all these factory workers going to do or yeah. what is this like a hundred person team that does all of this you know and you're just going it's because things change and it's frustrating because it's horrible because you don't want things to change but the yeah. whole thing is going hey how do i survive when the climate changes like this mm -hmm. uh, and obviously the world isn't ready for climate change oh, oh. Um, <laughs> but yeah and games workshop being like how are you going to deal with you know 3d printing and obviously their solution is we'll double the price of everything so we make the <laughs> profits we were making and we're, because we're losing sales so let's make everything more expensive or we'll, going, or we'll, like, or we'll attack <laughs> like we'll attack the 3d printing communities and then, yeah, say, then we'll, we'll lose spend fans. loads of money on legal like battles <laughs> yeah. that we might lose and lose thousands of pounds <laughs> yeah because that's the thing i think that's why age of sigma happened and they changed the copyright stuff because games workshop took people like sculptors mm -hmm. to court and lost mm. they lost yeah. thousands because That's, they were like, yeah. we can't prove that we own elves. We can't <laughs> prove that we own space marines because, yeah. you know, they're just guys in our space guys in armor, you know. Yeah, it turns out every sci-fi has a version almost. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, because someone is just going to point at something else from the 50s and yeah. be like, hey, look, this sci-fi, you know, Arthur C. Clarke had yeah. designed these guys then, you know. it's like, <laughs> And that would have been what informed you know yeah. more uh, 40k when it was that's, created you know? that's the thing isn't it there's like that that's the big argument with like ai stuff at the moment is like people will go like oh it's no different from me or you being influenced by something and it's like mm -hmm. well the difference is like like i'm grown up watching things i'm not having like the exact files loaded into my head yeah. <laughs> to be, yeah. and i can't recreate them in the exact fashion yeah but like yeah. it's interesting how companies do fight over that sort of inspiration mm. versus like that's my idea <laughs> you bastards <laughs> the, thing that, the thing that frustrates me with ai art is that i can't really fault it like i don't i think yeah. the problem is that I, i've landed on the kind of we can't do anything about it because mm -hmm. it, it it kind of is the same as inspiration because it's you know like ai art doesn't just go there's hello kitty we've just put hello kitty there or we've yeah. just put a space marine there it changes it it kind of takes the base concept of it or the artist's style it like mashes and it makes something yeah. new out of it and that's the same as someone going i'm mm. going to try and draw a bit like picasso like you're not drawing an exact replica of picasso mm -hmm. but the pro and the problem doesn't becomes that it's not a case of are you stealing art because you know that'd be like going oh you're inspired by sort of lovecraft in your writing well now you need to yeah. Well, that's a bad example. <laughs> oh, pay you the cops of love. But, you know, you're, you're inspired <laughs> by the art style of Disney's Hercules. Yeah. And that's what the art you're selling. Well, now you have to pay rights to Disney because yeah. even though it isn't Hercules and it doesn't look like Hercules, it's drawn like Sonic. Like, So the question becomes not a kind of, is it theft? It's a kind of, 
can we stop something happening because yeah. of the impact it can have on society? Where it's this idea of going, can we stop 3D printers, not because they're illegal or they're causing illegality, but because mm. this will impact upon the economy, this will yeah. impact upon like civilization. And it's interesting. Yeah. Like the the thing with AI is it's it's very new and I think the law is gonna catch up with them because the mm. the did recently just find out that like some mid-journey developers had like a list of artists like stuff that they'd like scraped and like like yeah. fed into it so like their argument of like we couldn't possibly credit all these artists is out the window now because it turns out yeah. they do have a big <laughs> database list somewhere yeah. and it's like i think yeah like like you say like the something's gonna have to catch up to like like homemade 3d printed items and it's like mm is this something we can go after or is it is it so much of a hobby like an expensive hobby machine that it's safe because not like i'm probably never gonna buy one personally because it no. sounds like too much work and i think that keeps it like safe doesn't it like yeah. it keeps it out of everyone's hands but then one mm. day someone's gonna make like the ipad version of a 3d printer where it's like mm. all buttoned up and there's no like tweaking settings and stuff it's possible yeah, but it, like seriously <laughs> Resin is awful. Like I lost my voice. <laughs> I actually, I, I lost my voice like uh, a couple of months ago and it was purely because I hadn't been wearing a mask while using my 3D oh. printer. Oh, no. The actual vapors from it, the yeah. actual thing is fucking toxic. So it's this bizarre <laughs> thing of just going, whoa, like it is. But it, I, I guess it's the same as like using knives in the house. You just yeah, go, like, yeah, this is a very dangerous thing if you're an idiot. You know? Wait, <laughs> just one, yeah, just one day we were like, we're going to just let people have knives. We're gonna chop our food <laughs> with instruments of death. It's gonna be okay, yep. <laughs> and it kind of yeah, was. Well, <laughs> but yeah, um, but we should probably round this off. But we essentially, should. you know, uh, I'm very excited for the old world coming out. Mm. Age of Sigma. I don't like it, and I've stopped playing it. But it's the fact <laughs> of it is still a very good game with a lot of people that enjoy it worldwide. Yeah. And Games Workshop are carrying it on. Yeah, and I think like for <laughs> for me personally, like. Warhammer isn't something I'm gonna get into in a in a physical sense. Like I'm definitely yeah. interested in like tabletop like culture as a whole. I can definitely see myself now dipping into like, you know, maybe some if they ever like make like movies or like animations and stuff that, you know, get like mainstream release or like comics and stuff. I could see myself dipping in if someone's like, this one's a good one. I'd be like, yeah, cool. Yeah. Like, it's not something I ever like sought out before <laughs> this month, just to kind of like have a little investigate, see what it's all about. But it yeah. is something where I'm like, I saw the good points and like, <laughs> and you've laid out some of the the bad and silly points. And it's <laughs> like, but I'm I, I'm glad it's like an interesting thing and not just like, mm -hmm. oh, it's like D and D, but with you know. I don't know. It's like Quite more boring. strategy or something. <laughs> like it's. <laughs> but this is this is the thing. It's like in, and that's the weird thing about three D printing, where it's like, could this revolutionize stuff? Because like yeah. I've I've got a mate who literally just goes, well, he, it, you know how it is, where people with money tend to be more frugal. Yeah, because that's how they and end up money. with less money. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I've got a doctor mate of mine who literally. Uh, bought like two 3d printers for like yeah. sort of 600 quid because they're fairly cheap now yeah, yeah. Uh, and then basically printed off a whole warhammer army like a sort of 2000 mm. points in the game or whatever like a full like you know 150 probably no probably about 200 models yeah for wow. about 40 quid well, you know, that's all it costs <laughs> to print all of them so it's this idea where we might have people coming into the hobby 
because of 3D printing. Yeah. True. And this is why Games Workshop need to be like, how do we start monetizing the stuff that isn't the models? Like, they so could, how do we they, make, like yeah. D&D, where D&D goes, we're going to make the fucking rule book 50 fucking quid and you need three of them, you know? It's like, <laughs> and, and that's how it happens because the initial buy-in for D&D is like 200 quid. So as yeah, long yeah. as one bastard who's the DM pays that 250 pound like tax, uh, yeah. Or then it basically means that the whole group of people can play D and D without paying anything more. Or you rely on the person who's gonna very lovingly make a website that just lists all of the stuff, and it's like, yeah. I I am happy you exist because it means people can get in for free. <laughs> I don't know how that's yeah. like how it shakes out legally or whatever, but like I'm just I glad. Think it does. <laughs> yeah, I know, but I'm just glad that sites like WikiDot just kind of like exist, and you can just type in like Bard WikiDot, and then just get the yeah. entire page, and you'll see all the. And it's like, yeah, more of that, please, in the in the tabletop space, more more free stuff, so everyone can enjoy it. But yeah, like Adam, it's, it's do you have any? Like, if people have more money and people yeah. have higher wages, they're more likely mm. to actually pay for like superfluous hobbies like yeah, you know yeah. things like warhammer I mean, if i didn't have as much disposable income as i'm lucky enough to have i wouldn't be playing warhammer <laughs> but it's like this, yeah. this weird thing of going hmm why aren't people buying this particular thing also let's not raise the minimum wage uh, <laughs> you know and you just kind of go like hmm, well it's almost like these industries would do a lot better if yeah. people had more money coming in you know um, so what you're saying is grim is we all need to move to Sweden because they're financially better off over there. And they probably love Warhammer <laughs> over there. <laughs> but yeah, like, there is a thing called the Swedish comp, which is basically a, a tournament rule set for Warhammer yeah. fantasy that still exists. So yeah, yes, yeah. they play a lot of Warhammer over there. But I was just oh, going to cool. say to Adam, like, I don't know, how do you feel about Warhammer after, after Warham you wearing? <laughs> I mean, um, well, I know I haven't, um, chimed in as much here, but I've been just fascinated listening to Graham talking about yeah. it. Like I'm just like, well, like I've re like, you know me, I've got an addictive personality, right? <laughs> uh, if I had the disposable income and the space, I would easily get into Warhammer. Yeah, like, well, there's plenty of law videos for you cool to watch. <laughs> um, so I might just stay, I'll stay on the sidelines for now. You know, yeah. <laughs> if, I, if I end up if I end up getting a job with better pay and stuff you know i might yeah well, well, like jake's saying there's so many ways to enjoy it you can literally yeah. look on youtube for like law videos and just mm. listen to someone yeah. summarizing what happens in this novel or whatever or you can play the video games like you were doing and be like i don't know what's going on but i'm mm. playing this guy who's got yeah. all this armor and he's shooting plague people you know <laughs> yeah. yeah there's loads of different ends that aren't just the figurines and the actual yeah. war game yeah and not not yeah. a lot of not a lot of tabletop has that. It's usually like tabletop or get out. Yeah, <laughs> so it's fun. Yeah, out. but I guess this has gotten so big it needs all that extra stuff because it just oh, yeah. eventually spills out. Like how there's D and D movies from time to time, and this last yeah. one was good, but the one before that wasn't so good. <laughs> well, you had Richard O'Brien in. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I think uh, I think we're gonna wrap this one up then. I think uh, War Hamuary's over. <laughs> Unfortunately, <laughs> Grim killed it. He ended it. <laughs> I don't like he's, the he's end gonna, times. He's gonna I, reboot I the it. end times to War Hamuary. He's going to reboot it next year <laughs> or in 10 years' time. I don't know. I ain't making With no Greek promises. Mythology. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, um, we've been gaming up north, the uh, the video games and tabletop now, I guess, branch of uh, <laughs> yeah. Nerdy Up North. 
Uh, you can find us on like all the socials and stuff. Just type in Nerdy Up North. We got that easy branding, that good branding. Um, but yeah, Sonoy's, where can people find you? Because I know you've got a lot of projects. <laughs> In the, in the bins outside of Tesco, looking for, <laughs> looking for I can use I, I can use this flavors. as a skaven. <laughs> <laughs> I can convert a new kind of Eldar with this. Um, yeah, uh, you can find me on Fridays on the Trekking Up North podcast, where we talk about Star Trek, and it's going to expand into sci-fi at some point when we. That means you could. Yeah, that means you could expand into forty k. Oh, for some reason <laughs> i have to work makes more sense of it than i do but yeah. um yeah that's it and then also you can find me on the girl podcast which is an lgbt plus podcast uh which i do as my uh, drag persona the mm-hmm. velvet snatch uh that is at girl g-u-r-l global.com or search on fucking Spotify yeah, and stuff. It shows up. Uh, yeah, and occasionally, like 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 all of us, I will appear on the main Nerdy Up North podcast or on Monsters yeah. and stuff. Oh yeah, yeah, definitely. And Adam, yeah. where can everyone you, find you? If you want my Warhammer, oh. if you want my Warhammer painting page, it is on Instagram called Grey Miniatures. Ooh, uh, I never updated. <laughs> you never updated. Okay. I updated like old... every couple of months. Where I'm like, oh, let's let's post a picture. Yeah, the old guys. world. Or you might get back in. Oh yeah, you didn't. You I never held anything up to the camera. Actual models. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I had my little models to show, but I haven't done them. But yeah, that's all on there. They're a lot bigger than I thought. See. Yeah. Well, this, this is this is a big monster because like what we've got here. That's like that's like the me compared to normal people. On the board. <laughs> yeah, this is it because you have this, which is a big beastie, which is a, a thing. But then you also have like smaller. So for oh, one, right, okay. we have these elves. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. So if you look at the size of them compared to my fingers, <laughs> yeah, and yeah. then there's like twenty of them and whatnot in this big phalanx mm. and whatnot. Yeah, I'm intimidated. <laughs> it's it's a work of uh, it's a labor of love. Yeah, uh, getting all of them painted. Oh yeah, but yeah, uh, Adam, where can all the fine folks find you? Here every Monday, obviously. Yeah. Um, but um, you can find me on TikTok at Adam Ashbridge Music, on Instagram at Adam Ashbridge Music, and also Facebook page, which I haven't updated for a while because I've been going through a bit of mental stuff, you know. Um, <laughs> hush, hush, wish, that's wish. also well, oh, no, hush, wish, wish. Um, but uh, that's also Adam Ashbridge Music because I'm so original and like fetch. <laughs> you gotta you got you gotta have something that people can just search that makes sense. Yeah. Um, nice yeah. and also I yeah. did the theme oh, yeah, I do the theme tunes for everything. Like yeah. because like I've write the theme tunes, sing it's the theme. It's got the monopoly tune. on the, the yeah. music. <laughs> and uh, I did the music for this episode, which was yeah. just I totally pulled out of my arse last night. It was good. I I listened to it about twelve times while I was setting up and uh, <laughs> it was catchy every time. Yeah. We I, do I Oh, we, I'm met? shocked you did that so quickly. Like I'm, I'm yeah. so envious of your musical prowess that you're just like, oh, I'll just make up this song and get it mastered and finished in like a day. And I'm just like, I've been working on an album for two fucking years now, you know, because I can't get happy with anything. You know, yeah. no, like um, it's uh, I do it every time. Like Goodwill and Lee are like blown away when I show them in the the Twitch team chat. Like when I yeah. did the um. I did the Mass Effect 2 with all the orchestra. Yeah, in like <laughs> three like, days. <laughs> yeah. It was like totally mixed and mastered and all, uh, 50 peaks orchestra from scratch on like VSTs and stuff. And I was just like, how have I done this? But, but like, I also didn't eat or go to the toilet 
Yeah, that explains it. Sleep. You hyper so. fix it. <laughs> but like we do, we do keep threatening to put out an album, but then we keep yeah. on making new songs. So we need to find the cutoff point where we can like put a band camp package together yeah, and I mean, send it out. Like little little anthologies or whatever. You know, yeah, like, we should. Like, we should do a volume one type of thing. Um, yeah. So so people can just have it on their player of choice. They don't have to load up the videos to get the secret I mean, tracks. There, there must be about about. T- 12 or 13 tracks now including Probably. the other tracks i've done for yeah up north. Yeah, yeah we'll do it we'll do it one get day. it out get it but yeah you, 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 i didn't think i'd be saying that to you today adam but you no. know, yeah, get, get it out and then release that album it took you two and a half <laughs> hours to say <laughs> new record i um, I, I quite am proud of my self-control during this yeah, yeah exactly. I, I haven't even said you can climb inside move up your shoes on adam <laughs> Thankfully, I haven't said you that. You have to wipe me feet before I go in. No, for you, no. <laughs> but yeah, Where thanks. You rock? Thank you so much. We love you as always, and we'll be back next week with more Gaming Up North something. Who knows what? Goodbye. Yeah. Wow. Wow.